0: indescribable podcast they'll recap cxg on one indescribable podcast they'll share their points of view and in this one week meets nathaniel new boss and white feather who is a big jerk and yet it looks like bex kinda into him even though she's with josh also josh really sucks now onto your favorite podcast where we bring all of our heartaches For that is right we are back here at one indescribable podcast going through the hit cw show crazy ex girlfriend episode by episode today we find ourselves uh, nearing the end of season two we are at season two episode nine i am of course adam h here with you week after week with two of my very good friends um Some might even call me a younger version of this person. We'll see. Uh, It's Todd the Librarian. Todd, how are you? Doop, doop, doop doopity, doop, doopity, doop, doop, doop. I'm good. How are you doing, Adam? I'm doing really good. Uh, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, We're here. Uh, Season two, episode nine. We're, like, really making our way through um it's not just us of course we are joined by our third uh compatriot here uh tv lindy lindy how are you
1: i'm doing so great you know i have plans later today to go to raging waters <gasps> and i don't think anything's gonna get in the way of that right it'll if
0: probably I... not yeah you're probably fine uh yeah. you'll, you'll be fine just go Probably gonna go uh did you well but you didn't call in sick to the podcast so uh,
1: <clears throat> um <clears throat> i i have to go uh <laughs>
2: Are, are you are you feeling fluey? Are you feeling fluey right now? Is it the problem?
1: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I buy it. I buy it. That was totally convincing. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh we could all go to raging waters together, uh potentially, but probably not. That sounds very much outside uh and famously we are probably not the three people that you're going to find in an outside activity. Um but where you'll find us is right here on this inside activity where we are going to be going through season two, episode nine of crazy ex girlfriend Uh, without any other further ado, Lindy, take it
1: away. All right. This one is called, when do I get to spend time with Josh? And this episode starts at Paula's house. She and Rebecca are in the kitchen cleaning up breakfast. It's clear. They've got this great system. They're throwing things to each other to put back in the fridge. Looks like a well-oiled machine. And Paula's saying how she has enjoyed having a wife. (laughs) And but she says Rebecca needs to figure out what's going on with Josh because she points in the corner. There's this whole pile of gifts. He's been sending her so many things. It has been a week apparently since he showed up in the last episode. And, you know, Paula's saying I need to figure out, you know, my situation on my own. You need to figure out the Josh situation. But Rebecca says that she is scared to trust Josh. You know, he's had three girlfriends in the past couple months.
0: I mean, it it, it is accurate. Uh, I think Rebecca is counting in that
1: three. She is. But, I mean, that is a lot of girlfriends to have, like, really quickly. Like, serious girlfriends, you know?
0: Well, how serious was uh, Josh and Anna? He was serious about her. Yeah, he I don't think. Oh, yeah. I think Josh but, is just like a commitment. Uh What's the word? Commitment. Com, uh commitment. Commit-aholic? I don't know. <laughs> no, not phobe. Whatever the opposite of commitment.
2: Yeah. Phobe he's addicted. Is about... He's a commitmentaholic. He's commitment Didn't we filing. say he's like
1: a girlfriend guy or something? Yeah, he's that, a too. yeah
2: that, he's that too. Yeah, that too. But even beyond the girl, I mean, like he basically, because uh, to Adam's point, uh, you know how how uh, you know serious was Anna I mean they they lip read him saying that he's never felt this way about anyone before you know so which in
0: retrospect feels ridiculous oh, uh for a thousand percent to have said. I think I was like very on board with that line and now like looking back that what a, Josh is such an idiot <laughs> um, I'm really coming in hot against Josh today which is no surprise to anyone involved but god Josh sucks
2: this episode Josh got his uh, truly happy point last time. And now Adam's like, okay, I don't have to ever worry about trying to be nice about Josh again. He's yeah. got his point. I can just. No, See, no, the now now the is, gloves are off. This has been filtered him up until now. And now you're really going to let loose.
1: The funny thing is, I thought that me giving him a point would open the door for other people to feel free to. Because it wouldn't be the first one, you know? Mm,
0: I think you've slammed it shut, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. like, you know, he's got, we can't, we can't, I can't let any more Josh points come through, I think is where I'm at.
2: it's like gully now.
0: Not that I could like ever stop you from actually giving a Josh point, but just in my mind, like mentally, I'm, I'm trying to shut the door. <laughs> we need, I- we need a, a, like a sound that plays every time Lindy rolls her eyes at me. <laughs> Do you have any suggestions for what that sound is? Um. Oh. Let Let Do
1: the Todd like dupe to doop thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: But if we, it, no, it needs to be like short and sweet because it would be doop 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 for like two consecutive hours here every time. <laughs> it was that long of a sound, so see like doop doop there once again. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean, thoughts on uh Josh giving gifts like this. Are you guys like big gift givers? Obviously, this is like a very different situation of just spending a lot. Situation. But just like in general, of like sending a lot of gifts to other people to like show affection in that way. You guys like gifts, uh, gifts people.
2: Not really. Like gift giving is not my love language, as they say. Um I I often struggle, like trying to like whenever I do have to get gifts for someone, I'm not someone that like it comes easily to me. Some people are just like, wonderful like just comes kind of the perfect thing to get somebody i mean i i agonize over it so much that it's like what can i get them what can i get them and so like every once in a while i'll get a great idea for a gift to give somebody but it just doesn't come like easily or naturally to me
1: i um. like giving gifts um i wouldn't say i do it overly so like i don't <laughs> Send people so many gifts, they gotta pile them in the corner. But I, I like picking out things for people.
0: Yeah, Todd, I think I'm like pretty close to you. I'm, I'm, I'm very bad at like giving, and also I suck at receiving gifts too. What are you like supposed to say? It feels so weird. Just oh, thank you. I'm supposed to
1: say thank you. Well, but like after
0: that, like they, I don't know. No one needs to like get me anything. I'm also a very big proponent of buying yourself gifts instead of like letting other people buy you gifts. So, like, I always buy myself a birthday present and, like, a Christmas present and all of the other holidays. I'll just, like – basically, I just buy myself stuff if I want stuff. I'm not, like, a big, oh, let's wait until, like, a birthday or a a holiday or whatever to get stuff.
1: Well, that makes sense to buy yourself stuff. I support that. But, like, if someone's asking you, what do you want, are you going to tell them, don't get me anything?
0: Yeah. I mean, I have, (sighs) like, a lot. Oh, my
1: gosh. I I guess. What do you guys like get? What if, What are,
0: like? What are you looking for people to give you? Like, Lenny, if you if I if you like wanted me or Todd to give you a gift right now, like, what would it be?
1: What I would, would you love want? a gift. Thank you. What do you want though? Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> what, well, what you, like,
0: what would you be looking for?
1: Uh, you know, yeah. This is this would be the kind of thing you know when we're doing a gift exchange. This is what I would list. I would list like books, games. I love board games, um, you know, nice socks. I love candy. Anything sweet, I'll take that. That kind of thing.
0: Okay. Socks, uh, filled with candy.
1: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully the candy's
0: wrapped, but... No, loose candy. Just and a bunch well,
2: of... Hopefully the socks are new, also. <laughs> that was... Oh,
3: yeah, that too. That
1: too. <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't think Josh was getting Rebecca anything like out of the ordinary. Just wasn't he just getting her like generic like basket? Yeah, just like and, yeah, yeah, just like
2: piles of like stuffed animals and flowers and like, just things with hearts all over them. Just like your really stereotypical I love you gifts, like the basically he like read a Valentine's Day a, a shop and just like sent all that stuff to her, I think.
1: Yeah. And Paula asks Rebecca, uh, you know, if she loves him and says, you know, that's all that matters. And Rebecca looks really reluctant, but Paula opens the door and Josh is standing right there. <laughs> Apparently, he's been standing out there for three days. And when he said that, and when he just appeared out of nowhere, I was like, wow, this really reminds me of Henry from Dawson's Creek, which Adam was just watching <laughs> recently, so I knew he would understand this.
2: And uh, why do you make me remember that Henry exists? Why do I have to remember that Henry exists? Uh, I'm not. Gonna I agree with a, the. I agree with the take, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't need to give like full uh, Henry thoughts here. I did express them fully on the uh, the Dawson's Creek podcast. That you can find me out over there. I expressed a lot of takes on Henry um, because I cannot stand him.
2: So, I'm. I'm very thankful that whenever I am on the episode I'm saying to be on of that podcast is well past the end of Henry's tenure on the show.
1: Spoilers, Todd. (laughs) i have not watched it.
0: Todd is out here spoiling Dawson's Creek for me.
2: After I have been so
0: diligent about not being spoiled.
2: Well, you don't know what episode I'm doing, so. You're in season
0: four. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, no. (laughs) oh my god i can't even believe what i'm hearing right now i'm messaging jess right now of course you are <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna
1: do that
2: oh sorry I you better be message the i mean Dalton honestly
1: group chat adam i mean it's it's been so long
2: time watched the show i honestly thought that he was already gone by the time that you had, uh yeah gotten to adam so i i, I i'm sorry because i thought he was gone by the end of season three so
1: i'm not gonna tell you when it is but <laughs> but um, i know exactly when it is but let's not tell adam <laughs> okay anyway sorry about the dawson's creek spoilers everyone um <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah josh has been standing out there for three days but he did say you know he went home to shower but he was peeing in the bushes. Like, uh, what? <laughs> you leave to shower, but you're not going to leave to go to the bathroom. That's pulling on Rebecca. Is a mor- uh, kind of. <laughs> that's all I have. To- that's like, the, you
0: know. That's what I'm going to keep coming back to.
1: So, you know, Josh is telling Rebecca. He knows he hurt her, but he promises it'll be different this time. And I heard that, and I was like, oh, no. That is not something that bodes well i promise it'll be different this time you know what when someone says that it probably won't it's probably gonna be the same anyway (laughs) (laughs) but he says you know we'll start over and do things the right way and then paula leans into josh she's like if you hurt her i kill you (laughs)
0: I, I really liked that.
1: I loved it. <laughs> especially
0: because of, like, the whole, you know, Paula-Rebecca, like, conflict we've had up until this point of this season. Like, seeing that I was like,
1: yeah. Like, that's what I'm here for. That's what I love to see between the two of them. It was great. And then especially just the complete switch where she's like, okay, go be in love. <laughs> like, right after saying, I'll kill you. And then she just smiles and she's like, go be in love. It's really funny. And then Rebecca... You know, smiles and she and Josh kiss. And then we hear the West Covina music playing. And then we see Josh and Rebecca kind of recreating the scenes of the West Covina music video. But this time they're together and they're doing this, you know, Josh and Rebecca graffiti and eating pretzels together. And it's so romantic, right?
2: And she's wearing the dress from the West Covina opening number from the original uh, from the pilot episode and like
0: the- I, I don't know if romantic is the word i'm gonna use here i love seeing the pretzels and my my one thought here and i and i you know i remember like thinking this the first time i saw it too i would have loved for this to have been an actual song like it would have been so cool to actually get the reprise here of both of them like singing a new version of west Covina together that would have been so good and i'm very disappointed that they didn't do that
2: yeah, every time I watch this episode, I have that thought. Every time I have that because they get out of the, the cab together at the spot where she got out of the cab in the very first episode. And the music's playing. And you're like, oh, they're going to sing it. And then they don't. They just have this little mini montage, which is nice. But yeah, it's like it kind of primes you to expect a big, you know, montage. And it would have been montage. good,
0: too, I think. Like, I think it really would have been, especially like the two of them together. Ugh.
1: I agree. That would have been awesome, but we get a, a, a little mini version of that, and it's it's cool to see, you know, Rebecca's beginnings in West Covina, you know, recreated here, and now she's seemingly a lot happier. And then we cut to four days later, uh, she and Josh are in matching pajamas, <laughs> and this is where Josh is calling out sick to work and, like, being very fake about it and they're excited because this is going to be their first time at raging waters although i want to say about their pajamas like did they go out and buy these on like day two and like yeah we're gonna have matching pajamas
2: i feel like rebecca has had these pajamas since she first got to town i feel like rebecca has had these waiting for this moment um although we never saw them in matching pajamas before but he also wasn't really wanting to sleep in her bed for long periods of time before so maybe that played into it
1: now it's real they've got the matching pjs <laughs> and they're talking about raging waters and she's been dreaming of this since he told her about it at camp <laughs> she says it was july 25th 2005 the day her aunt died <laughs> she remembers that because of that apparently josh was telling her about raging waters to kind of cheer her up and she wants to hold hands on the lazy river it's gonna be so great there's unlimited churros except josh says not really (laughs) i kind of lied about that
0: (laughs) what an absolute bait unlimited churros would be incredible that's the dream unlimited churros is the dream and boy, just taking that... Away. I mean, I'm not even interested in Raging Waters anymore.
2: <laughs> the one thing that could get Adam outdoors was uh, that... <laughs> right. And now he's shutting the door. I, it yeah,
0: that door's first. closed now, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm done.
1: And that's when Josh says, Rebecca, I love you. And she's like, you mean you love something about me? And he says, no, I love you. And then she's like, oh my gosh, I love you, too, Josh Chan. And they make out.
2: Yeah, it's such a such a big moment for Rebecca because there have been so many times, like you know, I love that about you. You love me? You know, that's happened like multiple times on the show so far. And then to have him like actually say it and her, like, oh, I must have misunderstood, like I've always misunderstood, and like, oh no, I meant it. It's just like such a watershed moment in this relationship for the two of them. Like Josh is finally at the Point that Rebecca's always wanted him to be like he finally in a relationship, he's saying that he loves her, she can say she loves him without him freaking out. And like everything's coming up roses for uh Josh and Rebecca, and nothing's gonna get in their way, right?
1: Nothing. And then Heather, I wrote Valencia, but I meant Heather. Heather walks in, Valencia's not in this episode, and I think this is Heather's only scene, right? Um. Heather walks in, and she says Daryl has been stalking her because there's some sort of emergency at work, and he's been trying to reach Rebecca, but she has not picked up her 37 missed calls. And so Rebecca asks Josh if they can stop in at work before going to Raging Waters.
2: She calls him Little Koala whenever she's talking to her. She's like, mm. what?
0: <laughs> uh... Also, I—I I, this will not be the only time I am saying Josh's sucks, but uh, Josh is such a little brat in his response here of like, nobody want to get there right as it opens because it's only clean the first fifteen minutes. He's such a little brat. Rebecca got thirty-seven calls from her boss that she missed. She needs to go into work. She has a real job. A, oh my god, Liddy's rolling eyes so much at me. She's a, a lawyer out there doing
1: stuff. Let her go to work. Why? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Cause Rebecca famously spends all of her time at the office, never leaves for That's any why I'm reason. saying it should be fine for Josh to be like,
0: yeah, just go into work for 15 minutes and whatever. Like, you know, we can wait a little bit to go to raging waters. We're playing hooky, like a bunch of 12 year olds in middle school to go to a theme park. Like let them, let Rebecca go to work for 37 minutes. calls from her boss.
1: He's so whiny about it too. Ugh. Well, they show up to work, and they're wearing, like, their kind of water park outfits. I don't know how else to describe it. It, Not exactly bathing suits, but...
0: It almost looks like a wetsuit, but they're weird colors, (laughs) so...
2: Yeah, she's definitely in, like, a a uh, wetsuit-type situation, which is It makes you
0: wonder, like, is... I mean, how raging are the waters?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So those water parks do have that kind of, like, surfboard type like
0: thing. the oh I don't know what it's like, called like like but... a
2: like a like a wave pool type thing with yeah. surf in it and so maybe you tried that
0: your... once I don't know if you guys ever tried that
2: no no oh never I tried sucked at
0: surfing. it <laughs> I I mean I was falling down like it was nothing it yeah they're uh harder than well at least for me personally but they're hard
1: um and they're talking about how they're gonna have dinner with Josh's parents uh tomorrow night and You know, they're excited about that, but the office is super quiet. Rebecca sees that, you know, everyone's in the conference room and she walks in and she's like, what up, what up, what up? (laughs) Like in this cheery mood, like what's going on? And she asks if Karen tried to cook a chicken in the microwave again. (laughs) And Karen's like, not today, but it can be done.
0: (laughs) Oh, Karen. No, it can't. Uh, yeah, Adam,
1: tell us. Can it be done?
0: Full chicken cannot be cooked in a microwave.
1: It sounds so gross, like microwaving raw chicken. Oh. Can you imagine?
0: <laughs> no. Nor do I want to.
1: Apparently in the past, that has resulted in a you know a team meeting in the conference room <laughs> to you know figure out that problem. So Sounds I feel like
2: there have been, like been lots of team meetings caused by Karen. I feel like Karen is someone in the office who's probably led to lots and lots of team meetings in one way or another.
0: You know she's brought her snake in at least <laughs> once.
1: And uh, her chinchilla and probably. And
0: uh, She's, yeah.
1: Karen is so funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just thinking about Angelique. <laughs> Can't forget her. So then we hear someone say, this is her. This is who we've been waiting for. And Rebecca sees this guy who we've never seen before. And she's like, who's this? (laughs) Daryl says, this is Nathaniel Plimpton, the new co-owner of this firm. Apparently, Nathaniel's family firm is looking to expand in the San Gabriel Valley. And they made a cash offer over the weekend, which Daryl accepted because he's got expenses. And this is going to be great.
2: Yeah, he's like, yeah, hey, uh, they can take us to the next level. Rex's like, no, no, I like the level we're at, and I can see, like, uh, Rebecca, no, her, like, her big impetus to move here was to get away from that higher level law firm. Like, she doesn't want to be at that high level law firm. She doesn't want to be, you know, at the next level. She wants to be here at this mediocre law firm where half the staff is incompetent, apparently, and she can just. Take off for days of time and nobody really calls her on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's living the dream right now. And Daryl's about to, to force her to actually do work. And who wants that?
1: Exactly. Like she was leaving the office whenever she wanted with Daryl in charge. And seems like that's not going to be possible anymore, which is really bad for the way that Rebecca has been living her life here in West Covina. <laughs> um, and she she's like saying things in weird ways. And Nathaniel's like, does she always talk like an old timey detective?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love it because she's like, Yeah, hey, uh, wait,
1: your father your father owns a white shoe law
2: firm. What does he want with a two-bit law firm in this one horse town? <laughs> yeah.
1: And the funny part is when he says that, uh, Karen is like, yes. She, like, mouths the word yes.
2: <laughs> That's my favorite part of it. Like, Karen just, like, very seriously just, yes, mouth it. Like, it's so good.
1: And, you know, Rebecca's telling Nathaniel, like, you know, I've got something to do today, but let's reconnect tomorrow. <laughs> and Nathaniel's like, um, can I see you in my office? And it's Daryl's old office. He has had everything taken out of there that was Daryl's, uh, who's now going to be in Rebecca's office. And Rebecca can have a cubicle, whichever one she wants. That's a real step down from your own private office to a cubicle. Oh, my gosh. Yep. <laughs> Todd sounds that. like uh, that has happened.
2: Yeah, it sounds no, like you have experience there. No, no, I have. I've never have had my own private office, but I have worked in cubicles pretty much most of my library career. So I dream to dream of the office, but it's never happened.
1: I hope that one day you have an office, Todd.
2: Right now I work from home most of the time. So my home is my office. So that's better than the cubicle in some ways, but.
1: Yes. At least at home you do have, you know, technically your own office. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, Rebecca is telling Nathaniel, you seem like a confident, self-assured, conventionally handsome young man. Young gentleman. (laughs) But you can't just come in here and move people's offices. And he tells her, "Uh, you seem like you might be the only competent person who works here. In fact, you put this place on our radar. So it's your fault that I'm here. (laughs) Rebecca... I've said this a million times, like she's really good at her job, you know, when she's actually there and, and working on it. And apparently she's so good at it that, you know, Nathaniel's family firm took notice of this place enough to want to buy it. Well,
0: I think we have to imagine it's at least somewhat in part due to the the water um, I don't even know what to what to call it, the this, the water situation, <laughs> the debacle, the, conspiracy. the grand conspiracy, yeah. Uh, I think we've got to assume it's, it's at least in part due to that. I don't know, I don't know what else yeah. they've been doing. That would have been high profile. Uh, well, yeah, ex- I guess sense. except for Miss Deuce, unless the Plimptons are really into Miss Deuce.
2: Oh, yeah. It sounds like that. It sounds like that sort of thing that they would be really wanting to support.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> But Nathaniel's saying, like, we're going to run this place like a real business now, uh, 60 hour work weeks, 30 minute lunches, and cancel everything else going on in your life, and then cancel it again so they know you're serious. That's pretty intense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, Nathaniel sucks, right? Like, uh, that's, you know, clearly, like, the vibe that we're supposed to be getting from this introduction to the new episode here, right? Like, it's very much, he's very strict and, you know, professional, like, telling employees we're going to need 60-hour work weeks. Uh, I love the way he phrased, like, uh, daily reports and then only 30 minutes for lunch, and Rebecca's like, no! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The 30 minutes for lunch bit. Um, But, like, they're very much setting up Nathaniel here as, like, an antagonistic type here. He sucks. He's like the very big corporate, you know, capitalism. Capitalism is the BBEG of this, you know, episode. Nathaniel sucks.
1: I have to jump in and say that I have had a job with 30 minute lunches and it is not enough time. Yeah. It <laughs> goes by in a snap and you're like, wait a second, it's over already. Like it's terrible.
2: Yeah, no, I I agree that they're they're definitely setting uh, Nathaniel up as the antagonist at this point, definitely uh, coming in. Uh, But for me, he's a fun antagonist. Like, I I really liked, like, the back and forth between him and Rebecca. Like, especially, like, whenever she found out that uh, he, he had just bought half the company, she's like, like no he's just like yeah it's like <laughs> no <"Nah." laughs> yeah he's just like, like no.
0: Witty. yeah he, when he's intelligent for me i think it's like that he's actually intelligent we've like seen a lot of guys on this show looking at you josh chan that are absolute <laughs> morons and like nathaniel is objectively incredibly intelligent and so i like and so is rebecca too honestly right like rebecca she has a lot of blind spots but like so is rebecca and it's like their interplay back and forth is really fun
2: yeah. So I th- think that's what makes him a really fun antagonist for me, because like you had like uh, Rebecca and Greg had the back and forth as well, you know, but uh, this is like so I enjoyed that back and forth. But it's, it's a different type of back and forth in a lot of ways, you know, but it's a it's a lot of fun to me. Just another the actor is just very charismatic, very funny especially as you know future episodes like uh, he gets to do some other stuff Uh, i think he's he's really funny and that helps a lot where the character is objectively horrible at this point in time but the actor makes like he's like that that villain you love to hate kind Mm -hmm. of at this at this point you know not something like oh get him off my screen it's like oh yeah he's awful but i'm enjoying the battle it's how how i land on Nathaniel at this point in the series
1: anyone else here a fan of greek i mean this is Cappy. I never have
2: watched Greek. It's on no the shows that talking i talking about. <laughs> I knew he was on it, but I never have a uh, watched it. It's on my list of things to watch at some point in time, which, as everyone knows, is just like an endless list. So it's I probably will never list, get to yeah. it. But, uh. Uh, well, like, the- I,
1: I just got to point out, like, Cappy and Nathaniel Plimpton, completely opposite guys. Like, <laughs> it's really funny if you've seen him in Greek to see him here. You're like, whoa.
0: Um, the one other thing that I did want to say, uh, we, we, uh, Greg left early season two and I, the I will say, I think the show suffered a little bit after Greg left. We never like set it out. Right. There was no point where we said, you know, this episode would have been made better by Greg, but I think we had like a string of episodes that were probably not as good as a lot of the other episodes of season one, or even of the very beginning of season two, um, and so I like that they they brought in kind of someone new here to kind of fill that Greg esque role because I do think the show was missing it.
1: Yes, I will I will be giving my Nathaniel takes as as uh, as things happen in this episode. Um, back to their conversation, Rebecca is saying, "You know, this takes me back to New York, Harvard, Yale," and Nathaniel's like, "I'm a Stanford man." <laughs> <laughs> And Rebecca's saying, like, I came here to find happiness, which I found in my soulmate, Josh Chan. Nathaniel says, who? (laughs) And Rebecca points to him. He's standing, you know, out out the window. And he's he's the one who made the cup tower. (laughs) Nathaniel says, "Uh, I thought he was here to change the water cooler. (laughs) And, you know, Rebecca is saying... You are everything I moved across country to get away from. I quit. I said I quit. That was really abrupt.
2: Yeah, I mean, how dare he insult Josh Chan? Like that was the straw that broke the camel's back there. You know, 6-hour work weeks, uh, 30-minute lunch break, uh, but you call my guy a water cooler guy and oh no. I do like also that he <laughs> Uh, and and Vangel's like, oh yeah, because like you always got a guy kind of look like they're water coolers and do it. Like, my dad had this whole bit about it. You know? <laughs> he's like trying trying to tell his joke, like, ah, you, you just don't get it. You don't get it. Dad, dad would get it, you, you don't get it. I will say the whole the whole water cooler thing, I, I want to note it because it's not the, the last time that in the series that uh, Josh and water coolers are going to be a thing. So
1: it's not the last time in the episode either. <laughs> That's true. Um I have changed water coolers. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's a. You want to that... tell us?
0: I mean, do you like want to talk about it? Or I, I've never changing... changed a water cooler, so I have no clue.
1: Oh, you haven't? Have you, Todd?
2: Yeah, I have.
1: I think you don't need a water cooler guy to change <laughs> the water cooler. Is what I'm saying. Like,
2: yeah, it, it feels like something that anyone could probably accomplish uh, fairly easily. I, I don't think there, there needs to be a dedicated person, but. I thought
0: this was Lindy bragging that like she had to <laughs> change the water cooler, but you're saying it's like, it's like, easy, like people, anyone can really do it.
1: I mean, not anyone in the world, but like, I think in an office, I think in an office environment where there's many people working there, I don't think you need to specifically call in a guy to come change the water cooler. Like someone in the office is going to do it themselves.
2: Unless the person is like, their job is to bring in the water cooler and swap it out like you don't have them on hand then maybe you need to call in a water cooler guy but if you can just scan them on your own yeah you don't need to call a guy to just to swap them
1: that's true adam you gotta try this sometime
0: <laughs> i don't yeah. i don't even know the last time i've seen a, a water cooler yeah, put it on your backup list yeah okay I'll, i guess <laughs> i'll
1: I'll put it on there it's um, like really fun so you yeah <laughs> <out. laughs>
2: One of the highlights of my life for that's sure. That's been
1: the
0: water cooler minute. Um, <laughs> hopefully we never do that again.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I just wanted to talk about it. But anyway, I'm quitting talking about the water coolers. Rebecca has quit her Maybe job. Maybe the water cooler guy is the one that
0: brings in the, the new jugs. Because I mean, that's, probably that's what, what I'm like... saying. that's what
1: Todd just said. But that's okay. not what is happening in the episode. They're just getting Josh to change the jug. The jug's already there.
0: I don't even, he doesn't even change the jock, does he? He does. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, mean, I didn't even watch the episode, so <laughs> <laughs>
2: Adam only watched the episode one and a half times this time. Yeah,
1: this I did watch the series,
2: of course. I watched the episode, but
1: well, if you watched one and a half times, you probably would have seen the part where he does the water cooler two times.
0: I've, I, I, I uh, okay.
1: Well, anything you, with Josh on it, to...
0: I just totally like,
1: <laughs> we'll get there. So rebecca has quit and nathaniel's like great now i only have to fire four people instead of five because he has to cut two hundred fifty thousand dollars from the budget and this really worries rebecca about the fact that he's firing people and then we see this scene with uh kind of the other people we know in the office but not rebecca so it's like tim maya karen paula and george and first of all uh no one knows george's name (laughs) Poor George. Poor George. Even after he says it, they can't remember it. That's the problem. They- I'm really
0: bad with names too. I, 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 that's not what's happening here, but I'm very bad with names.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm not great with names either, as I'm sure a, uh, both of you have witnessed me like putting a name in a chat and going, "Who?" I'm like, "Oh no, I meant this other other name." I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm bad with names, but yeah, whenever you know like the name of everyone else in the office except this one person, that's not great. And again, this is not the first time this has happened to poor George. Like the whole time that we, you know, a couple episodes ago, I guess. uh, Was it just last episode time in the suit? I would never, Rebecca was pretending that George was her best friend, but couldn't remember his name. You know, just like it happens to him over and over again. Like no one remembers George's name.
1: It's very sad every time. And Tim is talking about how he thinks they're all going to get fired. And Paula starts to get really worried about this because her marriage is in shambles and this job is the only thing keeping her family afloat. And then Karen uh, speaks up and says, I just bought a new chinchilla from a high-priced dealer and the APR is 10%. Karen can't lose her job. She's got to pay for this chinchilla.
2: Oh, man. (sighs) Karen. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Why is she paying interest on a chinchilla?
0: How expensive do you think a chinchilla is? Can I like buy a chinchilla right now?
2: I think you should. I think you should. I've
1: Never thought about the price. Definitely
0: not going to. Oh okay. Uh, these are all statues. <laughs> these are not real animals. Oh wait. Uh, okay. Where's the price, Petco? Petco. <laughs> Show me the price.
1: They can't be that expensive if you can get one at Petco. Hey, she would,
2: well, she would no. do a, but she will got a high-end chinchilla, not one of those like Petco, like, cheapo chinchillas, no.
0: Okay, uh, 80 to $150 from breeders. You're taking a loan out? You're, like... <laughs> <laughs> You're... <laughs> Come here. <in> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Karen couldn't pay for the whole chinchilla. What up is front. the
0: state of this law? I mean, Nathaniel is needed here. What is the state of this law?
2: Although that... I gotta say, if her salary, she can't afford a chinchilla. That he's about to fire a lot more than four people. Yeah, the show <laughs> To make up that two hundred forty thousand dollars. Holy
0: cow!
2: Unless like two hundred forty thousand dollars of that is Rebecca's salary, and then the rest of it is like the other four people. But come on, I uh, mean,
1: maybe Karen's been paying a lot for her snake. Didn't he like have? Oh yeah, his surgery.
2: Yeah, she had to raise money for the surgery. She didn't sell anything at the last Angelique party, so who knows how much money she is. <laughs> I want to where she has to buy the product herself, and then no one's buying it, so she's got all the money for that. Um, <laughs> she's losing
0: money on that. <laughs> she's too busy eating the lube.
2: <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'll block
0: that out. I'll block that out. Oh, my gosh. Wow, you can buy chinchillas in a lot of places. (laughs) This has been Adam's chinchilla corner.
1: Adam, anything else about the chinchillas before we move on? Not yet,
0: but I might come back to it. We'll see.
1: All right, just let us know. Uh, So then we have the first song of the episode, which is called Who's the New Guy? Todd, what do you think about this song?
2: I love this song. I love the the meta nature of the song, where it's all about expressing like they're really hanging a lampshade on the fact, like, hey, yeah, we brought this new guy in towards the end of the season. He's kind of awful. Why should people care about him? Because he's male, straight, and white, and he's rich. And you no, know, is he going to be sticking around or not? You know, but they do it in a really funny way, uh, like doing thing, you know, talking about a uh, why do we need someone this late into the season and of course by season i mean fall and all those things like they make references to the show uh, my favorite one of course is a uh well really even the last two or three episodes and of course i mean karen's manic episodes because i'm a ticking time bomb and then they have like the callback to the manic episodes at i'm having a manic episode <laughs> i don't know it's it's like a lot of fun i think it's a really fun song
1: yeah, I like the how meta it is also and also about how, you know, is this to help our, you know, bad ratings. <laughs> <laughs> of course they're ratings on some sort of like lawyer rating website.
2: Yeah, I can't remember like like legalratings.com or something like that. But yeah, the show did have, you know, famously really poor ratings throughout the its entire run. The fact that it got 4 seasons is like a miracle. But yeah,
1: Yes, we're very grateful for all the seasons that this show that the show had even despite their their bad ratings. Um so yes, I do love kind of the content of this song and how meta it is and how like like Todd said it's you know drawing attention to the fact of like why are you bringing in this new character like right near the end of the season? What's the point of this? What are we supposed to think about it? I will say I just don't love the song itself. It's kind of been stuck in my head all day and I'm like, I don't want this one stuck in my head. I don't want to go back and listen to the, this one a lot. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion, but I don't I don't love the song itself.
0: I think I'm coming down pretty close to Todd here. I actually really really enjoyed it. I thought it was very witty, loved the meta nature of it. Um I thought they like did just enough of the meta stuff to like have it still be funny but not too much to like, okay we're like absolutely smacking you across the face with it I think they did like three or four whereas I think if they did like five or six it would have been too much but like one or two probably wouldn't have been funny enough so I, I really liked it and the, I don't think the song is actually like that bad I think it's like uh you know it's got they're like sneaking around and doing it it's like got that kind of uh, I don't know I, I I liked it
2: oh yeah another thing I'd do like like a little choreography is they're like all like kind of moving in unison like kind of tiptoeing up in unison and they're in the line of doing the little tiptoe and then one by one like Going up against the wall, like they're sneaking up on them. Yeah. Just the whole visual of it is a lot of fun as well. So, but yeah, I can, I can see not being a big fan of like the, the melody of the song. Uh, yeah. It's not my favorite in terms of like the, the music of it, but I still, I still enjoy it.
1: And after the song, we go back to Josh and Rebecca. Josh is upset that they're not going to be going to raging waters And Rebecca feels bad, but, you know, she has to stay here. You know, people are going to get fired. She has to figure that out. And, you know, Josh says he'll call Hector to see if he and his mom want to (laughs) go. We don't see Hector in this episode, but. Well, probably because they have the cooking class. They have to make sure. Yeah, they're busy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Josh asks if they should cancel dinner tomorrow. Like his, but his parents, they bought matching cardigans for this. And I just want to say, how adorable is that? That's amazing
0: should we all buy matching cardigans? I'd be very down.
1: I mean, I guess, <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, Linda comes in here all high on the matching cardigans, and then i i uh, we should do it. we should all I... all of us matching cardigans. Well, I don't know uh <laughs> I guess like if you really want to, Adam like.
1: I didn't know that we were gonna suggest like a podcast matching outfit thing. This was a these are spouses. I was talking about it in a romantic situation, but oh, if we're we gonna need do to
0: normalize matching cardigans as friends, that's what I. Okay, yeah, let's get here.
1: like them. Uh, you know, let's get something. Cardigans are way too overly the sexualized games.
0: these days. I need friend cardigans.
1: The stigma is too much. Let's embroider the name of the podcast on them, Ooh. and then, then it'll be really matching, really great advertising with all the places we go outside yes, where people would see the, us. Yes,
2: yes. Yeah. I, I feel new cover art coming on for our, our podcast. Nice little family portrait of three of us in our card matching cardigan.
0: Oh, no. <laughs>
1: that would be so cute. Wait, that would be great. Adam, that's the gift that. You can give us. You can give yourself is matching cardigans.
0: Done. There you go. <laughs> Easy.
1: My birthday, you know.
2: I do know when your birthday
0: is so we can.
1: Todd's birthday. It, they're coming up.
2: He does know when my birthday is because he did a a, a clue themed D&D party for me. A, a D&D session for my birthday last year.
1: So. That's cool.
0: Anyway. <laughs> I don't know if you were being serious there, but I, oh, I actually was. did enjoy
1: it a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was serious. That does sound cool. I lo- I love Clue.
2: Yeah. It was like one of my favorite movies is one of Adam's favorite movies. One of the other players is one of his favorite movies. And then most of the other players had like either never seen it or seen it once. And so like, it was like lots of fun because Kevin and I were trying to like, uh, Kevin Madeo, Kevin and I were like, trying to get all of the uh, quotes in for the, from the movie. And the other people had no idea what was going on it was it was a blast
1: okay so when i said i love clue i actually thought you were talking about the board game but whatever
2: oh oh my goodness no i was talking about the, the movie Have you ever it, seen
1: the movie? Clue is that's so wrong no i haven't seen it wow don't look so shocked it i might don't want my movies. favorite movie really
0: yeah I, it actually might be my favorite movie I, i'm not i the singular movies i mean the, the harry potter series like is ahead of it but like singular movies i think clue is probably my favorite singular movie
2: it is up there for me it is one of my favorites i don't know if it is my absolute favorite but it's like top five
1: well if i ever watch a movie i'll keep that in mind
2: and it is based on the board game clue so you know
1: okay i thought they were connected what
2: (laughs) The
0: sentence if you ever watch a movie is very funny (laughs)
1: I'm just being realistic, y'all. Yeah, well, I get it. I
0: don't watch a lot of movies either, but, like, I mean, I know Todd watches, like, 30 movies a month, so, like, uh, he he watches a lot of movies. 30 a month?
2: I think you set the line pretty low there, Adam, I think.
0: Low? Wait (laughs) a second. I was trying to be generous with the line at
1: 30. (laughs) Wait a second. You watch more than 30 movies a month plus all the TV you watch? Yeah. How? (laughs) <laughs> like teach me your ways because if i can fit in more television
2: because i don't have much of a social life outside of this podcast i think that's a big part of it uh... get in line todd uh,
0: lindy's <laughs> <laughs> the only one of us with an actual life so we you know
2: what are we talking about again? Well, how I don't
1: you... know how to respond to that. Wait,
2: I... <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all sprang from matching cardigans. So this that's is about
1: matching at. cardigans, which we can get. And speaking of one.
2: matching and things matching,
0: it's wise to buy more than one chinchilla so they have, uh, you know, friends to like play with because apparently they get very like isolated and alone if you just buy one of them and have like one as a pet. They need the the uh, bonding or connection with another chinchilla. Uh,
2: Karen's in for trouble.
1: Karen, someone's got to c- tell Karen about this because it sounds like she only bought the one.
2: She didn't do her, her. I
0: think that's the full extent of the chinchilla research. I've do- I've gone probably too far down the chinchilla hole here. I didn't uh, know you were
1: still researching. Yeah, whole I'm still time going. We we're talking about cardigans. Yeah, I'm you were still like, going. Chinchillas. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Apparently, it's very easy to buy chinchillas. I just haven't been to a Petco in a long time. I guess. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's been a long time.
0: (laughs) Even though I have a dog, but it's
1: fine. Anyway. (laughs) The word anyways, doing a lot of work there. Anyway, um, (laughs) Rebecca says, after today, we're not canceling anything else. And, you know, Rebecca is telling Josh, like, she doesn't want to tell anyone about the firing because, you know, she doesn't want them to freak out about it. And then Maya interrupts and she says to Josh, excuse me, sir before you go do you mind changing the water cooler (laughs) like she says it as though she's like really intimidated by him and josh is like yeah i love that stuff and he this adam this is when josh replaces the water jug and nathaniel sees this and gives rebecca a thumbs up (laughs) like (laughs) yeah i'm right (laughs)
2: I love it. I love it. Just like he just said, then they're just like leaned up against the wall. Just like thumbs up, this little smirk on his face. And she's like staring daggers at him. It's so good.
1: (laughs) Because he was so right about Josh being the water cooler guy. Um, And then we see Rebecca. She's bringing her stuff to the cubicle next to Paula's. I guess that's the silver lining here is that now she can, you know, be closer to Paula. But, you know, she still has to be in a cubicle and paula is panicking about you know who's gonna get fired can we make it karen
2: (laughs) (laughs) is it karen if not can we make it karen
1: (laughs) and you know paula's like how am i gonna take a bath that is the only thing that gets me through the day like like if she loses her job and you know she can't pay for her house anymore she's like how am i gonna take a bath you know the only thing that gets me through the day is thinking about, you know, soaking into that water. I mean, I get means- it,
0: Paula. I get it. <laughs> I don't take nearly enough baths.
1: I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast. So, yeah we, have. If yeah, we have. You're looking for our bath takes. Just go back to season 1, episode something. We talked about it. <laughs>
2: that was very helpful right there. Yeah. Uh, here's here's where here's where Adam of course as a helpful editor will put in the editor's note about a uh, where. Well, to, to yeah, he's road. gonna
1: listen back to remember when we talked about them. and then he's gonna, you know, cut in with the number, right when I said that.
0: The only thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cut out that both of you just said that I was gonna do that.
1: serious. <laughs> 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 so you'll go to the effort to, you know, Wait, one of those things
0: is so much more effort than the other one. I do know that we talked about baths with Melissa briefly when he came on. Other than that, all I know is that I'm pro bath and neither of you two take baths. That's that's the only take that I remember. Pretty much.
1: Yes, this is an anti-bath podcast. (sighs) Moving on. Absolutely (laughs) not. I'm just doing that thing where Adam just declares that we're like pro or anti something without Mm -hmm. even... Don't make me
0: bring Brenna on here. You do not want to go against her. (laughs) You'd be done, Lindy.
1: I was just kidding. I'm not going to argue with anyone else, but I will argue with Adam.
0: (laughs) Gosh, that is such a good uh, sentiment that I hear from a lot of people all the time. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. um, (laughs) Paul Paul is saying that she thinks Nathaniel has no soul, but his face is perfectly symmetrical.
2: (sighs) Yeah, I love that man with the face of perfect symmetrical has no soul, and I think it's around the time that a uh, Rebecca I think refers to him as handsome Hitler.
1: Uh, so yeah, they're they're yeah, very obsessed point.
2: with, very obsessed with how good looking he is and how evil he is.
1: And then we get kind of a. A glimpse into what nathaniel has done here we see daryl and him at home base and you know they're having a meeting daryl has ordered some fries but nathaniel's saying like i don't eat fries or salt or solids before sundown and he's saying he eats a liquid-based open source meal replacement two times a day and a no carb dinner oh my oh my nathaniel and then he goes on to say He has a glucose monitor, and it's like Nathaniel. (laughs) Like, this is something that someone with like diabetes would use to monitor their blood sugar, but it's like Nathaniel. Nathaniel does not need this, he's eating, though. And what he's eating is not even real food, he's a liquid based open source meal replacement. What is that?
2: (laughs) Who knows?
0: garbage is what
1: <laughs> it is this was a lot I was like okay I, I don't like Nathaniel sucks <laughs>
0: like I, like we've said it before like he sucks like he, that's how they're painting him this episode is very much like Nathaniel is not someone that you like really should be rooting for here
1: he's a jerk however Daryl says you're like a young me <laughs>
2: Nathaniel's reaction to that his face it's just perfect like I
1: don't know (laughs) and you know Nathaniel's like you know I'm going to take into your consideration your input now now that I'm a majority owner and Daryl's like wait what we're co-owners and Nathaniel says that he tracked down Daryl's ex-wife and bought her equity to become the majority owner of the firm and you know it's like now you know there's three bosses instead of two so we never have to worry about a tie because the third boss will always break it and daryl's like but that's you (laughs) that's a problem
0: yep
2: just a bit
1: what a jerk move
0: i what what a jerk I'm no. I <laughs> I'm not, not going to be uh, getting any resistance from that takes now. I just want everyone to remember <laughs> that I didn't get any resistance from these takes.
1: Put in the eye roll sound. I just, I just rolled in. <laughs> and look, Adam is like preemptively disagreeing with something I haven't even said. That's all I'm saying like, is that he's a jerk. I'm not disagreeing. Like okay, cool
0: we're all on board
1: this is an anti-nathaniel
0: podcast (laughs) we're all on board
1: adam just wants to you know uh, he just wants to be right (laughs) in the future before we even get there like what are you talking about we're there lindy we're there (laughs) nathaniel sucks anyway
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is why we need to you know, touch shorter eye roll sound because i mean it would just be <laughs> we would just be playing it stop but that you know that would be
1: do you know how many times i say the word anyway in each podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's probably too much i don't know but i don't know how else to sometimes to get us back to a scene i just have to be like anyway um yeah so nathaniel put in a lot of work to become the majority owner like Track down terrell's ex-wife i'm sure it was not hard to convince her to sell you know him her equity i'm sure she probably agreed immediately
2: she probably had to like you know buy another hot tub you know probably get a little expansion on it
1: yeah i mean she's profited quite a bit from terrell's associates. <laughs> um and then we see Rebecca, she is trying to save people's jobs by bringing in new clients to make up for that two hundred and fifty k that's supposed to be, you know, cut from the budget. And <laughs> she's talking to someone on the phone. She's like, they had met sometime recently, and she's like, "Yes, I am the young lady with the ample bosom. And I am gonna let you talk to me that way if you hire us to represent you." The
2: phrase "ample bosom is used. More often than this episode than I ever thought I would ever hear. It, it, it gets repeated quite a bit. But yeah, poor Rebecca. I mean, she is willing to debase herself to get clients at this point in time.
1: Yeah, I mean, Rebecca's doing a lot here. She's really, really worried about people losing their jobs. Like, not even just her. Like, this is about people in the office. Like, that she may or may not even know their name, looking at George. <laughs> but she is so against any of them being fired that she's gonna do whatever she can which involves a lot here <laughs> uh to get new clients so that this can be avoided and the guy on the phone asks what she's wearing and she's like you have to employ me first to ask me that and you know rebecca's telling josh she'll be home soon but then she hears you know nathaniel in his office he's You know, throwing a water polo ball against this little mesh net thing so it bounces back to him. And there's a picture of him on the wall, like, playing water polo. It's really funny that he would just put that up there. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Rebecca asks what he's working on. And it's his list of people to fire. I'm going to read his list. (laughs) It is Screechy Blonde Oversharer. Which is obviously Karen. And then dumb Canadian joke guy. Which is obviously Tim. And I feel like Rebecca kind of nods at that one. She's like, oh yeah.
2: Very much her. Mm-hmm. Rebecca's like, yeah, yeah, that one you can fire. It's kind of mm-hmm. the thing. Rebecca gives it to Tim.
1: And then he says, mousy glasses girl. Which is Maya. And red haired sarcastic mom lady. And that's Paula. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And, you know, funnily enough, George is not on this list. Yeah. (laughs) That's
2: a good point.
1: I guess he, you know, didn't know his name and couldn't even describe him if he tried, probably.
2: That's probably it. George is so under the radar that he didn't even ping to, to Nathaniel.
1: And, you know, Rebecca, she's upset this whole time. But especially when he gets to Paula, she's like, you can't fire any of these people and not paula she's my best friend (laughs) like and you know rebecca's saying wow you're cold your parents must be amazing (laughs) and nathaniel's like yeah they are uh they call us the perfect plimptons (laughs) i just hate the way that sounds (laughs) (laughs) the perfect plimptons and uh rebecca is saying you know i used to be ruthless like you one day I was crying a lot. <laughs> and you think that she's about to go into the whole song of, and so I decided to move. But it's a really abbreviated version of the story. You know, she just says, one day I was crying a lot and decided to put my happiness before success and the world rewarded me with true happiness. <laughs> um, She's talking about her boyfriend and uh, Nathaniel calls Josh a human flip-flop. I loved that <laughs> I
0: laughed so hard when Nathaniel called Josh the flip flop. I was cracking up because I was like, yeah, I mean, it kind of is a flip-flop. like that's a good astute analysis, Nathaniel. I was, it's really funny.
1: I love Rebecca's response, which is he's a man, a human man, the human man of my dreams. uh she is so offended and you know she tells him i've got a meeting with a massive client tomorrow morning and i'm gonna get that two hundred fifty thousand dollars." and again i like the lengths that rebecca is going to to save all these people's jobs like it's not just like oh paula's might get fired like gotta save paula she really seems to be in it for everyone
2: yeah i think think it's it's nice that this is one of the few times you see like rebecca on a on a crusade on a mission that has nothing to do with her relationship in fact it's kind of detrimental to her relationship uh a bit so it is nice to see rebecca actually caring about people outside of herself you know that's kind of like the last episode was about about her finally like okay putting her pursuit of Josh aside to take care of Paula, and now she's kind of expanding that to taking care of other people. So it's like a, a little bit of growth for Rebecca here with with that for her actually showing care for things outside of herself. Because like I said she's like doesn't care about her own job. She's going to quit. She's concerned about all these other people. So it's it's nice to see that side of Rebecca. See her actually be willing to step outside of herself and sacrifice time with Josh to help out others.
1: And later we see Rebecca and Josh, you know, back at her place. Uh, He's giving her a massage and she's talking about what a jerk Nathaniel is. And, you know, talking about water polo. Could he be more of a white? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, And Josh is saying how he never understood the sport. How do they get horses in the water? (laughs) And Rebecca's like, I don't know. I'm not a waspy robot. Uh,
2: I love it because you're expecting uh, Rebecca to correct him. You're expecting Rebecca to correct his uh, mistake. Instead, she's like, I don't know. (laughs) Like,
1: she is so upset about how mean Nathaniel has been. And Josh is like, I don't want to talk about this guy anymore. Like, this is boring. (laughs) Josh sucks. What (sighs) is...
0: Rebecca's like a, such a legitimate complaint here and Josh is like this is boring to me I don't want to talk about it anymore like what a, he's such a brat this is so annoying especially since and I will say I'm like very pro Rebecca this episode I like I'm, I'm very high in Rebecca if you're at the vast majority of this episode she's like fighting for people's jobs she's like fighting for the right thing here and Josh is such a freaking tool to like come in and be like this is boring I don't want to talk about this
2: yeah, it'd be one thing if he was like, hey, uh, stop winding yourself up, stop like, getting so upset, you know, stop letting him get in your head. If that was the tag he was taking with her going on and on, I mean, that would be a little bit better, although like, let, let your partner feel their feelings, you know. But if he's, like, trying to, like, encourage her or whatever, that's one thing. But yeah, it's very much, it was, like, this very powdery, know oh, it's boring, like, uh No, bad, bad
0: So selfish. Bad. Like, just,
2: God, I hate Josh. <laughs>
1: Well, at first, Rebecca agrees, and she's like, I shouldn't let his needle puncture our love bubble. And I was like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know about saying it like that. I hate that. That,
0: sentence. <laughs> um, that To be honest with you, this is like the only aspect of the episode that i'm down on rebecca for and it's not the only time that this will happen throughout the episode but whenever she like is apologizing to josh for like expressing her feelings or whenever she is like feeling some sort of guilt for like actually explaining how she feels i i cannot stand that rebecca should not like have to feel this guilt and should not have to apologize for like telling her boyfriend about her day and about her work like you, that's not something you should have to apologize for and it's not something that a significant other should be making you feel bad about saying it's just ridiculous josh sucked this episode and i'm very upset that rebecca gets dragged down in that capacity because she kicks ass in the other part
1: yeah so they start making out but then rebecca can't resist like mentioning nathaniel again and so josh is like i'm gonna go watch tv <laughs> I wonder what Josh is watching on TV. Do we do we have any ideas about that?
2: Sports, I guess. I don't know.
0: I, it's it's something stupid. I I don't know. I like sports too much to <laughs> say that Josh is also
1: watching sports. Uh,
0: I, it's I don't know. It's it's probably something dumb.
1: I can't think of anything that he would be watching.
0: Yeah, I don't know what Josh would watch. Like some, uh, I I don't know, like
1: a... Maybe a sitcom. Maybe he's, like, sitcoms. I was going to
0: say he was watching, like, a bodybuilder, like, workout video. Just, like, casually. Or just, like, uh, I don't know. Something like that.
1: I don't know. I wish we could get a glimpse into that, but... Mm, I'm kind of okay that we don't. (laughs) I'd like Adam, I'd like to you know what people are watching on TV. It's yeah, very interesting. Not to me. Josh
0: though. I don't I don't care what Josh is watching.
1: Fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't find out. <laughs> um, then we see uh, White Josh and Daryl and Daryl's new office with all of his stuff. It's super crowded. I don't remember having him having all of this stuff in his old office, but I guess it was bigger, I guess.
0: We only got a few shots of it, if I'm remembering correctly, like early season one. Uh, I don't know if it was like this much stuff, but it was certainly a good amount of stuff. All of this like variety and type though. It like made sense.
2: Yeah. And it was also like a bigger office. So yeah. it was like spread. But yeah, I, I I didn't feel like it was unusual to have this much a uh, stuff of this nature suddenly crammed into the place. It felt, it felt you know, right with what we'd seen before
1: yeah and it's not all fitting in the office so he gives something to white josh and uh white josh is like i can't wait to display this prominently in my home somewhere (laughs) (laughs) like he's gonna have to because daryl gave it to him but like he's absolutely not interested in it And Daryl's talking about how he made a mistake in selling the firm. It was an impulse decision. I flew too close to the sun and now I have wax in my feathers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As is love what little- famously happens when you fly too close to the sun, you get wax everywhere.
2: Yep. I, uh, the call out to the the Greek myth of Icarus right there. Look, gotta love like, the classical illusions of Ex Girlfriend. And uh, I was like, that that white Josh is also like, "Uh, you still got plenty of feathers around.
1: (laughs) Well, he's like, that's okay, babe. You've got a lot of feathers left. (laughs) Like all his decorations. (laughs) They've got feathers on them. And, you know, Rebecca comes in. Daryl is really struggling with the fact that he sold the firm. And, you know, they have this meeting now. And so (laughs) Daryl walks out and white Josh says to Rebecca, a bunch of people about to get fired. And she's like, oh, yeah. Not a negative interaction with them.
2: Yeah, that's one of the few positive interactions between them. Yeah.
1: And then we have this whole client presentation. You know, Rebecca is talking to these guys who are from this country club. They're trying to buy this parcel of land, but they're being sued by the cemetery that's on the opposite side of the land from where they are. And, you know, she's making all these puns. She's like, I'll bury that cemetery. And they're enjoying this.
2: Yeah. I love it. The one client's like, solid wordplay. Go on. <laughs> so, gotta appreciate the guy for appreciating the wordplay.
1: Yeah. And she thinks that this cemetery has been stacking bodies on top of other bodies. And she's like, when I prove this, they're going to drop the lawsuit. And she's like, this happens. Look it up. Oh, my gosh. I'm not looking it up, but. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I thought about it earlier. She's like, look it up, Google it. I'm like, should I Google it? I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't need to know this.
1: I'm good. Yeah.
0: Can I be anti-cemetery just in general though?
1: What? Is that a
0: weird position to come in on?
1: We, uh, uh, if it
0: always, to be honest with you, it like always felt weird to me that we like set aside so much land for dead people. Like, they're dead. I, I don't know.
1: I think this is a pretty heavy job. I don't know that we need to
0: delve into it. <laughs> yeah, I, we don't need to go, like, crazy. I don't know. No one bury me. Just just, just burn me and throw me somewhere. It'll be fine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need to be buried. You don't need to, like, put me somewhere. I, I You know, I don't care. Just, just do whatever is most convenient. I don't need to be buried. Well uh <laughs> you heard it Plus here it's, like first, expensive everyone. you like buy a nice casket you spend like thousands of dollars just to shove me into the ground like save your money buy booze have a big party like I, you don't need to bury me it'll be fine have a party <laughs> yeah oh, I, wait. Want you, I want you to party you don't need to like be standing around i i don't know i'm might be a very tragic view of life, but like I don't know, <laughs> I would so much rather. Uh, okay, we don't need to, You guys clearly are not into this. It's okay.
2: It's okay. Uh, I love it. Like, Lenny's like, this is a pretty heavy topic. We probably should not talk about it. Fifteen minutes later, Adam talking about it.
1: We're I... <laughs> like five seconds later. He didn't. He didn't even care that I said. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Adam, if you have really specific wants, you should write that down so people know. Not everyone's going to listen Does to this, this podcast. Does this count as like me saying it though? Like, do well, I still have to
0: go write it down?
1: Look, this is like I don't like talking about this, but Todd and I are not going to be in charge of this process for <laughs> you.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, so I guess like, tell
1: someone else.
0: Yeah, I don't like talking about we, this because we never got those cardigans. Yeah, we're not close enough to <laughs> be in charge. <laughs>
1: We're gonna get the cardigan. We just thought of it. <laughs>
2: that's what once people see the picture of the cardigans, we'll we'll get the call. Then like, oh, we yeah, that's when they know. The You're like, all
0: right, okay. So there's Adam. Oh, there's the cardigan. Uh, boom. <laughs> all right, we, we need to move on. <laughs> yeah, we do need to move on. Then he's like <laughs> breaking here.
1: Okay. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> I mean the yeah so she's saying <laughs> this happens so often I'm just like what do I say <laughs> anyway uh, you know Rebecca's saying she's gonna prove that the cemetery is doing this and you know the guy's is like is that blackmail and she's like a little bit and she winks at him I love Owning it, it. Owning yeah it. Wow. and Nathaniel actually looks impressed he's like oh okay yeah, <laughs> oh. and they walk out, and Rebecca is saying to the clients, you know, sometimes you should just tell the wife, maybe you should get a job, then you can tell me not to go to strip clubs. <laughs> she's like laughing with them, and she's like, I'm a lady, I can say it. Oh, my gosh, Rebecca. And they, they say that they're going to give a decision within two to three weeks about, you know, hiring them. And when they walk away, Rebecca's like, I could teach a very offensive class on how to appeal to rich white men. Which is true because they clearly loved her. They were like, so into that. It was a lot. It was a lot. But here it is. Like, Rebecca knows what these specific clients are going to want from her. And she's going for it. And whether she should or not, I don't, I mean. <laughs>
2: I mean, like but she's she's effective at her job, like you said. Like this is why she's effective at her job because she knows how to to do the moves that she needs to do to land the client. So, yeah, it's a it's a little slimy, uh, you know, offering to blackmail people. Not not great, but it's you know it's effective.
1: And you know, when the clients have walked away, Rebecca and Daryl are like really excited because you know they really. You know, impress the clients. And Nathaniel's confused about why they're celebrating. You know, I said Friday at 8 a.m. is the deadline. They said they're going to let us know in two to three weeks. (laughs) Like, that's not soon enough. And Rebecca (laughs) comes back at him and is like, Nathaniel's obsessed with the deadline because his rich daddy said it. (laughs) And Nathaniel is clearly, like, so i don't know the word like this clearly affects him
2: oh he's so he's mad he is angry and she like she like like twist a little bit like oh sometimes it's like page dr freud oedipus needs his blankie it's like it's not quite what the oedipus complex is but we'll, we'll let it we'll let it slide there but uh, yeah it's like and that really gets him. You can just see, like, on his face, like, and because, and the big thing is, Daryl's laughing at it too. Because it's not just Rebecca making fun of him, but Rebecca's making fun of him, and Daryl is laughing at him. So you got to think that's a big part of it, because he and Rebecca have had their little back and forths before. Uh, but I feel like that's the thing that probably pushed him over the edge. It's not just Rebecca. Like, the dad stuff i feel like is definitely a big you can already see a little bit like he's definitely is like trying to trying to be a daddy pleaser a lot uh but having daryl laugh at him oh yeah no that's not gonna fly
0: i like how like uh obvious but also like subtle and interesting they made nathaniel's reaction there right like it was very clear what he was reacting to and like how he was reacting to a little bit of his feelings but it wasn't like Coming out and you know having a big outburst or like you know outrage or something. So um, I, I I liked his facial reaction there. And of course, we see the aftermath.
1: Yes, he had this like inner fury about it, but like a very controlled, you know, emotional reaction because he was just like, well, well. He looks at George and again, like no one knows George's name. But when they sort that out, he's like, "You're fired. Pack your bags. You're fired." And, like, yeah, he's he doesn't like lash out at Rebecca or you know get all upset, you know, at her. Like, he he just like composes himself and is like so furious and just like demonstrates his power in the situation by being like, You random person, you're fired. Everyone is just so shocked,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like, first time you're watching, it's like, you, what's your name? And and Daryl and Rebecca are like, Gene, no, Glenn. They're like, it's George. They're like, I'm, I'm thinking, poor George. And then Nathaniel fires him, and they still don't know his name. <laughs> like, no, we can't do it without Gene. Glenn, I just said it was George. It's like,
1: oh, poor George. Poor George, indeed, because then we get the second song of this episode, which is called George's Turn and as the title implies it is george's turn to have a song you know he starts off really strong there's a spotlight on him and pretty much immediately his song is cut off (laughs) and we never hear the rest i mean we can talk about it i think it starts strong it's gonna be this you know powerful you know dramatic song i like where it's going but we're not going to hear the rest of
0: that. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it made sense, right? Like, that was the point. It felt, admittedly, it felt like kind of low-hanging fruit to, like, have that be the early cutoff, you know, of the song and stuff like that. Um, But I liked it. I mean, it's not going to get a crazy high rating just because it's, like, hard for me to, like, qualify that as, like, a CXG song. Um, But it, it was fine. It was enjoyable. Good for George. Well, bad for George. But good for George getting a song here. <laughs> Poor George. Poor George. (laughs) That's really
1: the takeaway from this episode. Um, Then we get this just quick little thing of Rebecca is trying to get the clients to say yes right away instead of waiting like a few weeks. She offers them a signing bonus of $10,000 and also says that there are no bra Fridays. And then it's like, oh, I'm on speaker. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah rebecca rebecca is really you know dedicated to not letting anyone get fired so but then we see you know rebecca is at dinner with the chans like she said they didn't cancel this she still showed up and you know josh is telling his parents oh they're wearing the matching cardigans super cute love it (laughs) And, you know, Josh is telling his parents, I want you to get to know us as a team, a two-headed love monster.
2: Don't like that. That's
0: disgusting. Don't like that. Oh, my God.
1: But his mom thinks that's adorable. His dad is tickled by this.
2: (laughs) I love his dad. His dad is like that very deadpan. Oh, yes, I'm tickled. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And Rebecca's relieved that this is going well, but then she sees Nathaniel walk into the restaurant and sit down at a table across the room, and she says, damn it! (laughs) But she tries to cover this up and, like, not let on what's wrong, but she says she has to get up to go to the bathroom, and she confronts Nathaniel about him spying on her. But what he says is this is the only decent restaurant in town and the only place he can get a steak that's not stuffed with cheese. So I just wanted to, you know, open up Adam's Kitchen Corner and just ask, Adam, (laughs) thoughts on steak stuffed with cheese?
0: If you ever find yourself in a situation where your steak is stuffed with cheese, something has gone horribly wrong. I mean, truly and horribly wrong. Uh, you could have like a cheese, uh, like a Philly cheesesteak, totally fine, fantastic. Put the cheese on top of the steak in in specific situations, fine. But if you find yourself putting cheese in steak at any point in the cooking process, it's you might as well pack it in and just call it because it, there's no way that that's ever something that should be happening. Absolutely disgusting. I wouldn't even advocate for, like, any sort of cheese on a steak, let alone, like, in a steak. (laughs) That'd be so gross. Oh, my God. And I'm not even, like, a big steak guy, but, God, cheese in a steak? No, thank Thank you.
1: you. (laughs) Thank you for uh, letting us all know about that. I knew that it was not going to be good, and I didn't think it sounded good, but I just wanted to get your official (laughs) opinion on that. Pretty
0: I think that's a pretty easy opinion uh to take there. I will say that's you know, not coming in crazy hot here, but uh that's that's so disgusting.
1: Well, Nathaniel's like, uh you can get back to Board Shorts McGee and his family now. <laughs> Nathaniel will just not stop calling Josh names.
0: It makes me laugh every time every time he like has a new insult for Josh. I think it's really funny.
1: Yeah, which yeah. is why I'm like, why do you think Nathaniel is such a bad person? Because he's in a this jerk. Because he's a jerk. He's saying the same things about Josh Jerks that you can would. Sometimes have funny lines.
0: <laughs> Occasionally, uh, I I don't think I've ever called Josh any of these things, Uh, but I will now. I think Uh that's <laughs> yeah, very funny. Board shorts, McGee. I love a McGee on the end or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what really makes it. Uh, so, so ranking. So, I, I think these are like all the actual names that he calls Josh this episode. So, which one is your favorite? Water cooler guy, human flip flop, board shorts McGee. Gotta be human flip
0: flop for me, and then board shorts McGee, and then way down water cooler guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that's the way I am. Like, yeah, uh, like I said, the McGee really elevates. The McGee the board does shorts. a lot of work, though. Yeah. Yeah, but the human flip-flop is just so perfect. That's it's just, really it's just, just hard hard to dethrone that <laughs> as the top insult from Nathaniel to Josh's uh. episode.
1: I agree. I think that one is the funniest. Uh, and Rebecca is very insulted by this. And she's like, his name is Josh freaking Chan. <laughs> and you're a little obsessed with Josh Chan. It's weird and unhealthy. <laughs>
2: She should know.
1: Exactly. And she walks away, and one of the servers in the restaurant is standing there, and she's like, Hundo for you if you slip some American cheese singles into a steak. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that.
2: (laughs) It's perfect.
1: Um so then Rebecca goes back to the table with the chans, and Josh is talking about how you know good she is at her job and nathaniel like turns around in his chair to just stare at rebecca at the table and you know in the background josh is talking about how you know he might get a promotion at work and rebecca just hears nathaniel's words echoing in her mind and then she looks at josh and just hears him this is so funny i'm gonna (laughs) read what he says she just hears josh saying Blah blah puka shells, blah blah karate, blah blah blah, sleeping in my old twin bed, blah blah, intensive purposes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The intensive purposes cracks me up.
1: I love that so much because what I there was a point in my life where I thought that was the phrase, but it is intense (laughs) and purposes, which honestly, like both make sense as phrases, but (laughs) what? what do you mean what you're saying
0: intensive purposes i don't even know that intensive is a word it
1: a hundred percent is a word intensive intensive that's a word right todd todd's just Uh, laughing intensive concentrated on a single area or subject or into a short time very thorough or vigorous that's the dictionary, Adam. Okay,
0: so let's combine that definition with intensive purposes. Okay, we'll we'll get back to this in a future episode. I don't think yeah. the I don't I don't uh, I don't think you're uh, right it, on this one, English uh, it,
2: it means expressing intensity, so it could be an intense purpose. So yes, it could work as a phrase.
1: Thank you, Todd the librarian. Ha, huh, Adam, look at that. Anyway, I know that's not. The phrase, but it's just it's it is funny because I think it's like when you hear someone say that it, it's not always clear, like the enunciation doesn't always bring across what the actual phrase is. That's why I didn't know it for a long time.
2: yep and I do want to point out, like earlier in the episode, like we had some examples of Josh doing some things like this, like the the pricks fix menu. And it's like, yeah, because it's got an X in it, you know, like Bex. And she's like, Wait, "What? My, my name doesn't have an X in it." So it's not like we haven't seen Josh kind of do this sort of thing before. So it's like it's not like she's like imagining things he doesn't ever do. It's just she's focusing on it now because of Nathaniel.
1: My favorite part is the blah blah puka shells.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part is the the one of the next times because it happens all the time it's just like him in doop 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 because i'm like oh is this different from what josh normally sounds like this seems perfectly you know to sum up josh's a uh, usual uh, dialogue
1: so for the record i just rolled my eyes at todd so it's not just at adam
2: <laughs> i was about to say adam put in the sound effect it was a big old eye roll
0: I think I have like said before on this podcast that there is there are times when I hear Josh that's all I hear when Josh is talking for long swaths of time. Um, <laughs> I've certainly said that before. I don't know that it ever included puka shells, but like this the, just the concept is like B-b-b-b-b- karate, I'm an idiot, blah blah blah. That's like Josh. That's all the Josh is here.
2: Adam started talking at that. We need to insert another eye roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I just roll my eyes whenever you guys are just so mean. It's like
2: (laughs) we have fun.
0: It's just one (laughs) of our intensive purposes. I think.
1: Uh, Yes, you're so focused. We are so concentrated on
0: a singular purpose of
1: of making fun of Josh. Um, you're upset. You're like weirdly obsessed with Josh Chan. It's like unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Actually.
0: Agreed. Yeah, we should talk about him less.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, anyway, Rebecca's hearing all these things and she's like, Stop it. And she stands up and says she has to go and like rushes out. And Josh's mom and dad think that was rude. But his mom is like, But I still like her more than Valencia.
0: What a wildly <laughs> unnecessary dig here. For literally no reason at all, they had to bring up Valencia. Oh my God. Talk about people who are obsessed with other people. Come <laughs> on. Lindsay was so three weeks ago. Like, <laughs> oh,
1: man,
2: <laughs> they also had to deal with her for many, many years. So, and they never showed approval to her at all. They're like, Josh, no, well, we actually, you know, she's rude, but uh, we approve her more. So you're, well, they, I, I mean, we, right we talked direction.
0: about it before, right? We, I mean, we've talked about Rebecca and Josh's parents, uh, like getting along very well back in season one, the, I forget which episode it was, but I give good parent the Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Uh, they were huge was, fans of her.
2: Yeah. But that's before Rebecca kind of showed her true colors to them a little bit. So this is like, yeah, this is their mom saying, yeah, she's rude, but you know, it's not enough to a, uh, uh, to take me off of her completely.
1: And then we see Rebecca, you know, she's outside. It's dark out. And she's talking about how, you know, it's ridiculous that, you know, Nathaniel's getting in my head, making me think that Josh is an idiot. Which yep. I knew. It's ridiculous. Yeah, is,
2: is this isn't like happened. I can imagine you watch that episode going, Oh, I know what Todd and Adam are gonna say here.
0: <laughs> it's written from the point of view that we are supposed to be like, yes, Josh is an idiot. That <laughs> is the perspective of the writers as they are presenting the scene. That's how of course that's what we're gonna say. Because he is an idiot. You don't have to be so mean about it. It was the show's words! We're not even... This isn't even editorializing.
1: Yeah, you've never called him an idiot on your own. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) Only when he does idiotic things, which is
2: all the time, so...
1: Anyway. (laughs) Um.
2: (laughs) Uh, That's gonna be, like, the new drinking game for the the podcast.
0: No, you you should not do that. You should not do that. You're gonna erupt two hours every week. Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> That'd be bad. We, we are anti-that. <laughs> um, and Rebecca's saying, like, I just need to save everyone's job, you know? And that's when we see that uh, she and Paula are outside. Paula is digging up a grave and found a skull. But not just one skull. Two skulls. Which means that they buried two bodies in this one spot. We've got the proof. Two pelvises. Paula is so excited. I'm like, Paula. Uh,
2: I got two pelvises. (laughs) People usually aren't really excited to say that sort of thing, I don't think. But yeah, sure, Paula. I have so many logistical
0: questions about the situation. And it really just doesn't matter because it's like obviously just for the gag. But that hole that they dug was huge. I mean, they must have been there for hours digging so deep, and then only after they had dug out the entirety of the hole did they find the two skulls. Like, they <laughs> I, I don't know, the hole was so big. Like, I, I don't know if you guys like saw the full size of it, but it was massive how much they dug up there.
1: Yeah, I saw it. I saw it on my one watch. Um, <laughs> the I caught shade, it, Lindy. <laughs> oh my gosh well you really did you
0: see it yeah i saw it i watched the episode (laughs) okay not everyone catches everything the one time they watch through the episode lindy oh my gosh (laughs) Jeez, (laughs) some of us take multiple watches to catch everything holy cow hey you guys think we're harsh on josh lindy's out here slinging it at us and i say us because it's really just me but i'm gonna group Todd in so i don't feel so alone
1: (laughs) look if if you'll drop the making fun of me i'll drop the making fun of you you know it's a mutual thing
0: i don't think anyone would be interested in listening to that podcast though is the thing (laughs) i think that's what they're here for
1: so we just can't get along for the sake of the podcast what do we not get along? What? <laughs> 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 We're getting cardigans. What do you mean? <laughs> That's true. We need we need those cardigans to yeah, bring us together. Honestly, cardigans.
2: but, but Lenny, you make it sound like you and Adam don't argue all the time, even whenever you're not on the podcast. So let's let's be real. <laughs> I've heard about your your TV conversations outside of the podcast as well. So,
1: <laughs> what about them?
0: This feels like a separate conversation.
2: Uh, <laughs> at
0: this point, an hour and a half into this podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah. Next time, yeah. Like, why do our podcasts go so long? This, this is why. Yeah, it's this. Yeah, it's this. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's
1: everything that we say. Like we can't. Mm-hmm. Like we're just resigned to having long podcasts. We cannot fix it. We don't have to be
0: like we could just okay. All right.
1: <laughs> Are you serious? You seriously think we could change this now?
0: <laughs> well, not, not, not right now. Too far into this particular podcast.
1: Well, we could speed up the end of this episode. Okay,
0: let's go. Let's speed round the end of this episode. Just, just All see, right. like, get a taste for
1: it. Someone yells, drop the bones. And then we cut to, next morning, Rebecca ran away. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop talking. About
0: I, no, I love the tone. It's <laughs> like the old-timey detective tone. That you really oh,
1: okay. got the- <laughs> old-timey detective. Rebecca ran away, and she's in Paula's car, and Paula finally comes out, and she got caught, but she says she convinced the security guard to let her go. Okay, I'm going to stop talking like that now. That's too much. Okay. (laughs) She was able to get out of, you know, trouble by telling the security guard that she would go to the Long Beach Aquarium with him on Saturday. (laughs) She says she doesn't want to talk about it. She just wants to go home and shower. She is covered in dirt and probably sweat because like Adam said, that hole was so big. Like she probably, it was probably really hard work to dig all that up. I don't think Rebecca would have helped very much. So
2: <laughs> I would say, I don't think Rebecca helped at all. I think it was like solely Paula digging while Rebecca was on the, the edge of everything uh, complaining about Nathaniel. I think that's basically how the whole thing went. And for the size of that hole, Rebecca's probably complaining about Nathaniel for a long, long, long time.
1: That's true. And, but Rebecca tells Paula, like, no, we need to go to work. Nathaniel's going to start firing people at 8 a.m. And then Paula speeds off. (laughs) I love that. They're like, we got to get there. And then in the office, Nathaniel is talking to Karen and Tim and Maya, you know, about efficiency. And it's obvious, like, people are about to get fired. Although, like, he's doing this, like, out in the open in front of the whole office, like, these should be private conversations. But what we get out of this is highly entertaining because Karen is like, do with me what you will, and then ends up being like, cover me in honey and blindfold me. My safe word is penis. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so funny.
2: <laughs> the best part of it though is like she says it, and then Daryl comes running out. <laughs> I heard someone yell penis. What's wrong, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So just this is like that has happened to the office before. That's just mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> just so good. <laughs> <laughs> I say
1: for penis. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. Karen is is great in this episode. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and that is when rebecca runs in she's like stop we have proof of the burial fraud at the cemetery and nathaniel is like how many times do i have to tell you like friday at 8 a.m then he's talking about like get out of the pool wash off the chlorine and apologize to your father like whoa whoa where did that come from
2: yeah daddy issues big time
1: and you know rebecca asked to talk to him in private like Please, like, don't fire anyone. Let me talk to you. And, you know, he tells her, I understand you're emotional, but we had a deal. And Rebecca's like, these are good people. They supported me through humiliating moments. I pooped in a shoe on YouTube. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) That is just one of Rebecca's humiliating moments that she has been through since she moved to West Covina. And so she... You know, ask Nathaniel, please reconsider this. And Nathaniel says, I thought you could be a winner, but I was wrong. You're weak. I should have known that when I met your loser boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that is how Nathaniel gets in her head by insulting her boyfriend over and over. Like, she does not like that. And, you know, (laughs) Nathaniel says he has to go get his list because he can't remember anyone's name except Paula. (laughs) and that also like gets rebecca extremely angry and as he is walking away this is where this this gets a little weird here as he's walking away rebecca grabs a pen from the table and starts chasing him around the conference room with the pen and everyone in the office is watching and she's like You're such an arrogant jerk. You're about to ruin the lives of these innocent, semi-hardworking people. And it's like, yeah, that's true. They are semi-hardworking. Even her. I
0: love Rebecca here. I this, I, this is such like a funny moment of like running around. Rebecca's like carrying the pen and just like chasing after him. She's like doing these moves. The, I forget the the, the squirrel, the flying, the flying squirrel. Oh, flying It's so infant. funny. I love it. Good for you, Rebecca. Fight for those people.
1: I guess I'm like, why is she fighting with a pen? But
0: <laughs> I yeah, I don't have the answer to that one. Um, I,
1: for the drama, Lindy. For the drama, yeah. <laughs> the drama well, of the pen. You know, she's kind of like holding him hostage with the pen somehow. I thought he she could... was gonna like undo the
0: or like the tip of it or whatever and like get the ink and like pour the ink on him. That's where I thought it was going. Do
1: you remember when she drank like ink from she drank pen the ink, ink from the oh yeah my from her, gosh
0: from pen cup, yeah?
1: Just some horrifying moments with pens in the office for Rebecca. And she's telling Nathaniel, like, you almost made me get arrested. I have offered to show my ample bosom to so many gross old men. And you made the love of my life say doop-da-doop. Like, <laughs> and that's when Nathaniel comes in, just, whoa. He's like, those words sound a little advanced for Josh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. I Far. love it
3: so
2: much. I love it so much because he can't resist himself. You know, I mean, Rebecca is like lost it at this point. She's threatening him with violence, but he still can't help from like getting that one more dig in at Josh, and I, he doesn't realize that Rebecca has built her entire like reason for being around Josh Chan. Like, that has been her driving focus for her entire time, basically, in West Covina. So he is chipping away at the thing that's given her stability. So it's, like, kind of no, you know, makes sense that this is the thing that's getting her to, like, completely lose it. Because he's found a way to kind of unbalance her a little bit because she's been so focused on Josh being perfect that he's, like, pushing at that. And that kind of like the thing that really gets her to lose her marbles.
1: And this is when Rebecca you know does this flying squirrel jump over to Nathaniel and like knocks him onto the ground and she's like on top of him with the pen like this is intense and (laughs) then the potential clients walk in and Paula's like hey and trying to like block their view but like they can obviously see this and she comes up with this quick little lie she's like oh you know peanut allergy she's trying to get him with the epi pen and they totally buy this how do they believe this story
2: blessed legumes that's how Uh, the the one guy the one guy knows he knows the danger of legumes so
1: Yeah, and like right before Nathaniel and Rebecca get up, Nathaniel's like, You are crazy. And Rebecca's like, Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Just like earlier was with the blackmail. No really yeah, blackmail, yeah. a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, and you know, the clients come in because the cemetery has dropped their suit this morning and they know that they must have had something to do with this. And, you know, they decide to hire the firm. And, you know, Rebecca turns to Nathaniel and she's like, "I did it. You fire any of these people over my dead body." Uh,
0: Pun I love intended.
1: The,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I love the logic of like I think you guys have something to do with it based on the fact that you smell like death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's very funny.
1: And the, Daryl, Daryl is like feeling so guilty about everything like he's like I'm the angel who let the devil run in this house and like I am but the jester in this house like this is Daryl talking like some sort of old-timey someone like what is he saying (laughs) no one says anything well no one knows what Daryl's saying but he's really upset that he brought Nathaniel into the sperm and nathaniel's like why is everyone so dramatic around here <laughs> i love that because Good that reminds lesson. me of when you know someone her one of the guys who was it was like my friends are all in love with this girl like there's yeah. <laughs> someone outside yeah. the situation who's like what is this
2: yeah, it's a bit, I think it was, it was Hector was the one like, why are
1: all my friends in love with this? Show?
2: Yeah, it is very much like, it's a very legitimate question, Nathaniel. Why is everyone here so dramatic? Because this office is full of dramatic people. It's why we love them.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Nathaniel says like, okay, we hit the number. You're safe for today. <laughs> and everyone celebrates. And in the middle of that, like, Rebecca, like, pushes Tim away because he's getting, like, way too close with the <clears throat> celebration.
2: Kim's the worst.
1: For real. <laughs> and then Paula is thanking Rebecca for literally fighting for them in there. She really, she put up a fight. And uh, Rebecca, or Paula calls Nathaniel a, you know, says he's terrible, a terrible dream boat. He's chiseled out of evil marble.
2: <laughs> I love the evil marble quote. That's great.
1: And this is so interesting because... I know in season one, you know, when Paula would be talking about Greg, she'd be like talking about how attractive he was at the same time about how much she disliked him. And this really reminded me of that, where, you know, Paula like thinks this guy is evil, but she's like, but he's a dream boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Paula is telling Rebecca, like, you're free and clear. And Rebecca just feels really bad about, you know, she says how she's treated josh you know the past few days josh is my world and nathaniel made me think that was stupid i love josh he's a good person and you think he'll ever forgive me and it's like yeah why wouldn't he
2: (laughs) yeah like like i said I, i don't really love love the takeaway that she's getting here um the whole like you know why would Josh ever forgive me like what 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 did she do that was that horrible I mean yeah she was rude at dinner that wasn't great but everything else that she's done has been like like I said like trying to save people's jobs she wasn't being awful to him uh, for for petty reasons or anything is just like she was trying to save people's jobs he was being kind of pouty about it and yeah she got you know got sucked up into Nathaniel's a. Uh, whirlwind of like you know thinking Josh is stupid and all and let that affect how she treated him at the, this one dinner but even then she didn't do well I guess she kind of yelled at him at one point of it because he said because how he ever said amuse a. you know she kind of yelled at him a little bit there uh, so yeah she was you know rude but the way that she's acting is like she's done like the worst thing in the world to him uh, when it's, uh Yeah, she should apologize. Yeah, she should apologize for being rude. But the idea that the, the, again, so like she said, Josh is my whole world, and we've talked about it before. That's that's her big problem is that she is basing everything on this relationship. Like, is this relationship is all that she wants and all that she feels that she needs? And so that's again, that's whenever Nathaniel kind of like unbalanced that. That's why she went totally unbalanced because she is built her entire personality around maintaining this relationship. So yeah, it's I think if nothing else, this whole thing just shows again, you know, how how precarious the whole relationship is, and that putting all of herself into this relationship is not what she's been doing to be living a healthier mental life
0: yeah uh, so like this complaint will apply to the to the following scene as well but and i said this before you should not have to feel any sort of like remorse or guilt for like expressing your feelings to your partner that is like not something that you should ever have to feel it's not something that they should be making you feel in any context uh and it's like annoying to see rebecca like stand up for her friends so much but then like not stand up for herself in her own relationship that is like frustrating to watch as someone who's rooting for rebecca um I do totally agree with Todd though. He was like, she was like, certainly rude at dinner a hundred percent. You know, that like very clearly happened, but like, I, I struggle to like not give her even more of like the benefit of the doubt here. She like goes into work at the beginning of the week and like a new boss is here who is changing up everything, changing up her entire lifestyle, her entire work lifestyle. And is like very openly saying, I am going to fire your friends. <laughs> like, coming in incredibly hot on like the day of work where Rebecca had such other thoughts and feelings about what what her week was going to be like. She's like distraught and in a really tough situation. and then like has to go spend the entirety of the week fighting, literally fighting for her friend's jobs with zero support from josh who is only concerned about himself and about the dinner that he's going to have his parents josh does not even seem remotely concerned about all the things that rebecca is going through at work which is incredibly frustrating and so for the final time this episode i will say josh sucks i i can't stand it i'm very team rebecca i want the best for rebecca and it is not josh josh is so self-centered in this episode and he sucks end of rant <laughs> okay
2: well, yes, I, I do like how Adam's like, the last time, I'm going to say Josh sucks. And then, like, three sentences later, Josh I had to,
0: yeah, I had to put more on it. It would be a very clear, you know, emphasis there. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, then we get uh, the apology scene where Rebecca is apologizing. As we've said, like, she didn't do anything wrong except kind of be rude at the dinner when she left uh with his parents but anyway she what she says is that she knows she's been a bitch the past couple days she absorbed Nathaniel's evilness and Josh is like but you did save your friend's job so I can forgive you this time and uh Rebecca does say she owes his parents an apology and you know that's that's it like they've made up they kiss and then we get this really weird I i i forgot that this happened i was like oh forgot about this so rebecca's like what do you want to do how about i chase you and you run pretend i'm really mad at you a sexy silly fun game i'll chase you pretending i'm like gonna kill you (laughs) and josh is like oh i'm pretty fast and you know he runs off and rebecca like gets out a pen and like does the flying squirrel jump like going after him
2: Hmm. I wonder what that could mean.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Probably just a coincidence.
2: Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure
0: so coincidental.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're setting up in another like love triangle in the show or anything. I mean, she's with Josh now. But, I mean, everything's gonna be perfect. So yeah, well. I almost said it again. I have to catch myself.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is like overly weird <laughs> i know what they're getting at but i'm like this seems weird i don't know i don't know
2: yeah it was weird but like i said like it's definitely like setting up the oh yeah we haven't we haven't you know fully said that there's some sexual tension there between rebecca and nathaniel and uh, but yeah, yeah yeah there's gonna be sexual tension between rebecca and nathaniel
0: It wasn't even remotely obvious at all the second they brought in, like, a super attractive guy here to play another lead role in the show.
2: Yeah. Hey, you don't know how many of Karen's episodes he's going to be around for? That's true. I mean, I certainly didn't the first time I saw it. I had no idea, so... Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, the very first time, like I, I was like, I don't know. It's just going to be like a long standing character, it's just gonna be in like a, a mini arc. Like yeah. at this point.
0: Well, we don't know, need to oh, spoil anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say not
2: but you know, obviously he's around for more than just this one episode. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a thing like watching the first time, like, yeah, you have no clue if he is gonna be the new, like the new point of the triangle for a long period of time, or if it's just like through the end of the season, for all we know. You know, so.
1: Yeah, and that is, you know, the there's just one more scene, the ending scene, which is Paula's date at the aquarium. And oh my gosh. So she's with the security guard who is Patton Oswald. <laughs> and um, he's like, uh, you know, feel the soft skin of the Ray. And Paula does not want to, but uh <laughs> uh, you know, she does. She's like, Can I go now? And then he's like, you know, touch the urchin feels like someone doing you a favor in a graveyard <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's so creepy this it's is so hilarious oh my it's god so this funny. is one of
0: my favorite end scenes of all time number one i love Patton oswald he's like a he's a tertiary character in like a lot of shows and i really really love him um but the way that he's just like is staring at paul and is like I want you to look at my face so that I can see the moment when your fingertips touch the urchin, and then, like afterwards, he's like, "How does it
2: feel?" <laughs> he's like, "Prickly,
0: prickly, yes, prickly." And then he like gets up and starts like
2: running yeah. around. <laughs> and I'm Like, let's. I know. <laughs> it goes like yes. the creepiest thing. And don't lie to me because I'll know. <laughs> like, it feels prickly because that's how they get the food. And like this little, like he's a little kid, like clapping his hands together and yeah. really hopping up and down.
1: Yeah, you know, he's like so, like... so excited. He's like skipping around. He's like, let's go look at Coral. It's so
2: funny. And he runs the wrong way. No, it's this way. It's this way. <laughs> it's like the, yeah, the transition, going for like the creepiest thing in the world, like just this childlike wonder oh. and joy, like, like the, the switch flips. <laughs> it's great. It's hilarious.
0: <laughs> it was really funny. And that's our
1: episode.
0: That is the episode, season two, episode nine of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. A good one. Welcome to Nathaniel uh, in the show now. Uh, We left Greg a while back, but now we have gained Nathaniel, at least for the time being. Uh, But that's not the only thing we're here to do today. We have to, of course, play a game here in Todd's Game Corner. Todd! Oh no. here in Ton's game corner remember when i talked about coming up with a new song for Ton's game corner and then just never did it um <laughs> is that something that i should like talk about every season maybe we could yes. okay, bring up the start of next yeah. season and then
2: just yeah, still just never always, change it always bring it up and just say yeah maybe we'll have one or maybe not who'll know
0: who's yeah. to say yeah okay who's so this just... is uh episode nine of season two 13 total episodes so it takes seven to win um, as the core, uh, score, oh my God, as the coral, as the score <laughs> currently stands, uh, I believe it is five to three uh, in favor of me. Lindy pulled out uh, the soup quiz last week. Um, I was so the, soup we you the, <laughs> the soup fairy. You uh, were the soup fairy. There's still uh, time left to be had here. This is not a win and clinch situation. Um, but, Todd, what do you have for us today?
2: So for today's quiz, it's going to be one of those fun, three of these are real ones the fun Todd's made up. And the category, there are a couple of references to things from Greek mythology in today's episode, between the, the flying too close to the sun getting waxed in the feathers and the uh, call Oedipus Niesus Blanky. So these are going to be things that are inspired by or reference Greek mythology. So again, these are going to be like movies, Plays, comic books, things like that. And a, uh, I'm going to give you three examples, four examples. Three of them are real things, and one of them is one that I made up. So since we are on an odd-numbered episode, that means that Adam will go first. So, okay, Adam, our first category is Hercules movies. So these are movies that feature Hercules as a main character. Okay. So, there's first of all, just one Hercules Disney, okay. That's it. <laughs> <There's> more <laughs> oh, than just oh, one movie. <laughs> oh, my friend, there are many, many, many. Um, so first of all, uh, the first one is a movie from India called Hercules and Tarzan, where Hercules calls Tarzan in to help him a, uh, win his bride. Next, we have an Italian film, Hercules and the Moon Men, where, yes, Hercules fights aliens. Then we have Hercules in New York, which is an American film. However, Hercules' voice is dubbed over with someone else's voice because the actor's accent was so thick that they couldn't understand him. So they had to have someone else dub in all of his lines. And and also, Hercules came time traveled from the past to the present to be in modern-day New York. And... Lastly, we have a movie from the Philippines, Hercules versus Dracula, where Hercules becomes a vampire hunter. So three of those are real. One of them is one that I made up. Good luck. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Three of these things are, are real.
2: Three of these things are real.
0: Oh my god! Okay, I feel really bad for asking you to to just the name and like a one sentence description
2: yeah. of each. So, Hercules and Tarzan. Hercules has Tarzan help him woo a woman, uh, save her. Hercules and the Moon Man. Hercules versus aliens. Hercules in New York. Time travels to the present. They dubbed over the actor's voice. And Hercules versus Dracula. Hercules becomes a vampire slayer. Wow. Um. Okay.
0: Uh and Lydia would have the opportunity to steal these, uh, yep. wouldn't she? Yes she would. Okay. Uh, um what was the first one again? Hercules
2: and Tarzan.
0: And Tarzan, that feels like a weird one. Um I hate to like take so much time. Oh, my God, Todd. These are ridiculous. Yes.
2: Yes, they are. How
0: is... Okay. Uh, I'm just going to go with my gut. Hercules and Tarzan.
2: That is indeed a real movie from India. So, Lindy, you have a chance to steal for one point. So, the remaining ones are Hercules and the Moon Man, Hercules in New York, and Hercules versus Dracula.
1: Well, I am excited that Adam got that wrong, but it's not like I know the answer, so (laughs) I might get it wrong, too. Um, I'm going to go Hercules and Dracula.
2: You are correct. Hercules versus Dracula is not a real movie, so Lindy has one point. Oh, there you go. By the way, the actor in Hercules, New York, who they had to dub over his lines because they couldn't understand him, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was his film debut, so...
1: Yeah. There's a fun fact. Wow.
2: So, I'm
0: so screwed for this quiz. Unless we're talking about the Disney movie Hercules, which I love.
2: <laughs> uh, All right. So next up to Lindy, these are going to be musicals that are based on a uh, on Greek mythology. Now, I'm not going to say the name of the musical. I'm going to say the plot because it's possible that, a- that Adam has heard the title but of some of these but might not know the plot of them. So I'm going to give the plots because some of them are a little bit more obscure But so anyway, so the first musical is one that is the story of Oedipus Rex, but it's told in the form of a church sermon, a Pentecostal uh, preacher reading from the book of Oedipus and all the music is done and a, uh, uh, as gospel music. Our second one is a rock opera story of the Odyssey that's set in the future with a uh, space captain, uh, Odysseus being uh, thrown off course by the solar winds. The next one is the tale of the god Dionysus, who is upset with the state of drama in present day. So he travels to Hades to get the best dramatist in history and Shakespeare and George Bernard Shaw compete to be brought back to life. And finally, a story where the muses on Olympus notice an artist who is feeling uninspired. They come down to Earth and their appearance inspires him to create roller disco. Three of these are real plots of real musicals. One of them I made up.
1: My question is, does the average person like know, like, am I supposed to know this or is this like obscure knowledge?
2: <laughs> I would say in general it's pretty obscure knowledge.
1: Okay, cuz I was like if everyone is like, "Oh yeah, I know all these musicals. Like, this is obvious." I'll feel I'll feel bad, but
2: Oh, not not even remotely.
1: Okay, good. That makes me feel better <laughs> that I have to guess. Um <laughs> where so we
2: start? have so yeah, we have a, a Oedipus Rex gospel music, rock opera futuristic Odyssey, uh Dionysus uh, traveling to Hades to get a playwright back to life, and muses inspiring the creation of roller disco. uh
1: just gonna guess randomly the the rock opera space
2: one. You are on my wavelength today, Lindy. that is indeed the fake one
1: oh my goodness so that adam did you, cool. know, do
2: you i have know
0: what any of the are? i don't think so
2: yeah at so least not first, from your descriptions yeah the first one is called the gospel at Colonus. um the the one with dionysus trying the hades that's stephen Sondheim's the frogs okay and uh the last one was the plot of xanadu which is based <laughs> off of the living newton john a, a movie from the 70s with the song xanadu so, Lindy is up three to nothing right now.
0: But, Lindy, this is where you say that I have to get this correct in order to even still be in the game.
1: Adam, you have to get this correct to stay in the game. <laughs> All
2: right. so uh, Adam, this category is Plots of Episodes of Xena Warrior Princess.
0: <laughs> Todd really woke up today and was like, Adam is not winning this quiz. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh uh, once I got the idea for this quiz, I'm like, oh, this is going to be so much fun to come up with. Um, so uh, Xena, Warrior Princess, was a uh, a very popular TV series that uh, took lots of bits of Greek mythology and twisted them into really campy and bizarre situations. So the ones that I picked are all episodes that kind of had themes that were things that I really like, like genres or things like that. Uh, so the first one, the episode title was Been There, Done That. And it's like a time loop episode where Cupid traps Xena and her companions in this time loop until they can help this couple get together. The second one, girls just want to have fun, which is basically a horror movie episode where Bacchus and his, a, uh, during the Bacchanalia, the, the, the Meneads, I believe is how you say it, the uh, the women who are driven mad with, uh, with lust uh, and tearing to people are basically like vampires. Uh, next, Liar Liar, Hearts on Fire where the harp of Terpsichore the Muse inspires an entire musical episode, which is basically a jukebox musical episode. And last, Ten Little Grecians, which is basically, and then there were none, Agatha Christie story, where is trapped on the island with all these people, and they're being killed one by one by Nemesis, Goddess of Vengeance, and Zena has to do the murder mystery thing to figure out which one of them is Nemesis.
0: Okay. I have seen a single-digit number of episodes of Xena, Warrior Princess. Um, my older cousin, who would babysit me back when I uh, lived in Wisconsin, I was like very young. She loved uh, Xena, Warrior Princess, and so it was on occasionally. <sighs> this is all just me stalling because I have no clue. Um, oh, oh, my gosh. Okay. I am... I am going to go... Oy vey. I think I am going to go with the last one. The,
2: the Ten Little Grecians. And Adam is still in it. Because Ten Little Grecians is indeed the one that I made up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> These are all such guesses. So, uh, finally we come... If Lindy gets to, this, she wins. Yeah, if Lindy gets this, a uh, she wins the game. So, the final category, comic book characters. So, these are comic book characters that are inspired by, related to Greek mythology in some way, shape, or form. So, we have A, Mary Marvel, who gets her powers by calling on an acronym made of the names of the Greek goddesses who all give her their powers. B, Maxi Zeus, who's a Batman villain, whose whole theme is that he thinks that he's Zeus reincarnated, so all of his crimes are Greek mythology related. C, Morpheus Jones, a detective who has gained the ability to go into people's dreams in order to help solve crimes. And D, the Olympian, a superhero who gains his powers from wearing the golden fleece from Jason and the Argonauts as his mask and cape and gets the powers of all of the Argonauts. So three of those are real comic book characters. One of them I made up.
1: Well, once again, I don't know the answer. So I have to guess. Okay. Um, they all sound like they could be real. Obviously. Todd does a good job. I'm always questioning myself so much.
2: So we have Mary Marvel maxi zeus morpheus jones and the olympian is it
1: maxi zeus
2: maxi zeus is indeed a real comic book character and has plagued batman many a time so adam this will tie it up if you can get this
0: oh i still have to get this right though oh yeah,
2: my god I have gosh. to get it right so left we have mary marvel Who gets her powers from calling on? I've heard of Mary Marvel, so I don't think it's that one. So Morpheus Jones or the Olympian?
0: The Olympian seems so generic and like almost too on the nose. Is Morpheus Jones just like an Osmosis Jones ripoff, but Greek mythology? I'm gonna go with Morpheus Jones.
2: And with that, Adam ties it up because Morpheus Jones is indeed the one. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Holy smokes. I'm so upset
1: oh. right now. I just, why do you get things right all the time? When <laughs> <laughs> you got the first two right. What do you mean?
2: <laughs> so, uh, oh with that, God. you're tied up. And so we're going to the tiebreaker, which I. Uh, I'm kind of happy you got the tiebreaker because it's gonna be a guess a number, and I guess the guess a number is, according to Wikipedia, how many films have been made that feature Hercules? <laughs> so as always, both of you, as send me your numbers. Um, whoever's closest. Is there they, uh, any
0: kind of stipulation here?
2: So basically Hercules has to be a major character. This, this is from Wikipedia. There are films that feature Hercules as a major character. It doesn't have to necessarily be like Hercules as the title character. But for example, the movie Jason, the Argonauts has Hercules as a character in it. So as a pretty major character in it. So it's not not necessarily like references to Hercules, but her, feature movies where Hercules is a major character. Um, according to Wikipedia. So both of you send me your numbers the person closest. And these will... are worldwide. Anywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Worldwide. So it's not just <sighs> the U S it's like, yeah, all like, it's like three out of the four things I gave you earlier, were you know, not American film. So yeah, this counts any sort of film worldwide that has Hercules in it. Um, send me your numbers. Whoever's closest will win. If you're both the same amount apart, then uh, we will uh, be whoever is closest to going over. If you both send me the same number, we'll have to go to a different tiebreaker.
1: This one is harder than most because it's really like zero to infinity are the options.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, like 30 is just as reasonable, I guess, as like 1,200. That <laughs> Can
1: is... I submit infinity? Lily <laughs> just wants to
0: take the over.
1: Which technically... <laughs>
0: I think I would win because I would just guess one and there's no way I'm not <laughs> closer.
1: But yeah, I'm gonna Adam, I'm guessing infinity, so okay. you should guess one. <laughs> just guess one, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right. I, I can give you a little bit of a a boundary, uh, if you would like. No but... no, no 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 don't no 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 I no. I don't boundary. think we
1: need that. I'm just joking yeah. about how it's like it literally could be anything. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: okay, I'm gonna message you. Uh, this is probably not an amazing guess, but whatever.
1: All
2: right. Adam has sent me his number.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. This is, I, this is so important.
2: Okay. So Lindy has sent me her number. Uh, Adam guessed 45. Lindy guessed 112. And the game goes to adam because the number was 51
0: wow okay i i, I actually thought that 45 was like too low i thought that it was going to be like closer to 70 or 80 but i thought lindy was going to way overshoot it so um I oh you 15? thought I was going
1: to way overshoot it thanks <laughs> uh wow that's a that lot of a movies
2: yeah. um majority of them were italian i would say like there was a big run of italian hercules films hercules big in italy <laughs> yeah like well you know the whole you know, you know Rome, it's also like, like, like yeah like yeah the, the, the roman the Roman mythology sure. as well so
0: um okay well fought quiz lady that was i mean that uh as close as the quiz can get uh we go to the tiebreaker a lot though admittedly but um six to three which not to put increased pressure does put me in the range of clinching the game for the season here uh one away with four episodes remaining so we'll see what happens (laughs) uh that was fun i had no clue about the answers to the vast majority of those questions todd um i don't think people understand how difficult these quizzes can be um they're very, they're very hard. Um, okay, we still have uh, a few more things to do here. And the first is to give some pretzels to the two quote-unquote songs of the episode. The first is, who's the new guy? Um, personally, I'm like torn on giving this a higher rating because I enjoyed the song. But like also, like, I don't know if it's like a top tier CXG song. Um, and so I am just going to give it the full average 2.5 from me. Um, because i think it sort of like slots in there there are things that would push it up there are things that would push it lower than that but i think i'm going to give it a 2.5 uh todd what
2: about you i might have to give it a bit higher than that like i said i love this song it's not not a you know, five pretzel song for sure but it's one that i always enjoy it gets stuck in my head and i enjoy it when it gets stuck in my head unlike lindy so i think i'm gonna give it a four a four wow okay lindy what about you
1: well, it's so funny. When I heard your score, Adam, I was like, wait a second. I'm giving this a higher score than Adam, and I think he liked it more than I did. <laughs> I'm giving it a three.
0: As we have famously said, we use very different scales. Uh, <laughs> uh, 2.5 is, like, actually the average for my scale. Uh, three is below average for your scale. So, um, yeah, it was okay. I, we're, like, moderately high on the song, but uh, Todd's for it, so the highest there. Uh, the second song of the episode, George's Turn. Um, I, again, I'm, like, torn because it, like, wasn't, like, a, a big song for the show. It wasn't, like, monumental, but also, like, good for George for, like, getting this moment. I really I really liked that for him. But I didn't like it better than Who's the New Guy. And so I have to give this a 2.3, which is decently low, but all things considered. Uh, it could be much worse. Uh, Lindy, what about you?
1: Yeah, like you said, it's tough. It's not a full song, but I like the part that we get got potential
0: i'm gonna give it a three <laughs> uh lindy's still with the three todd what about you
2: yeah like i said it's, it's a hard spot because the bit that we get is great that no it's me again you know just like the the drama of it all is uh, so great but yeah it's so short and just basically like one joke that you can see coming a mile away uh good grief i think i'm gonna give it a three Uh, Uh,
0: okay. This is the second episode in a row where both of you have been higher than me on every single song of the episode. So, um, something to uh, potentially be looking out for. Now, who made you truly happy this episode? Lindy, we will start with you.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, the person who had, you know, there were some characters that we love that didn't have a huge part in this. Like Heather was barely there. White Josh was barely there. And I think the character that I really liked the most in this episode was Rebecca. I mean, she was fighting so hard to save everyone's jobs. And it seemed like it wasn't, you know, a selfish thing. It wasn't like, just like, oh, Paula can't get fired. It was like, no one can get fired. And I like that. I like how dedicated she was to saving everyone from getting fired. So I'm going to go with Rebecca.
0: Yeah. Todd, what about you?
2: So... I'm tempted to say Nathaniel just because he made me laugh so much. I'm tempted to say Karen because she made me laugh a lot. But yeah, this is Rebecca's episode uh, through and through. Just her putting other people in front of herself. Yeah, she kind of loses her way a little bit uh, here and there. But overall, just seeing her finally be like helping other people outside of just herself or Paula and fighting for them is really, really good stuff. So yeah, Rebecca uh, is the one that made me truly happy.
0: I really, really wanted to give it to Rebecca. I really did. Um, I, there were just like a few things holding me back. We've already talked about the whole Josh of it all. I don't love like how she viewed herself in that situation. Um, We could, we also like to talk about how probably she shouldn't be breaking into cemeteries and taking up gravesites, but whatever. Uh, that separate situation, I guess. (laughs) And then I didn't love all of the stuff of like her interacting with the firm and like like really degrading herself and like you know putting herself in that situation that was not my favorite that we've seen her in. I did, of course, love her fighting for her co workers, a huge fan of that, but I have to give it, I just have to give it. the person whose safe word is penis congratulations karen uh karen made me truly happy this episode it was uh very incredible uh congratulations on the chinchilla hopefully you can figure (laughs) out your financing with that situation um but that's the episode that's season two episode nine of crazy ex-girlfriend as well as our one indescribable podcast here um this was fun. I'm glad that we're, like, getting into Nathaniel. We're nearing the end of season two. I I, I do, like, very much remember when I when I saw the show for the first time, I wasn't really sure where they were going here with the end of season two. Um, And, you know, a little bit of a spoiler ahead, you're
2: wrong. Whatever you think is going to
0: happen <laughs> with the end of season two, you're incorrect um, about that. I promise. I was terribly wrong. Yeah. Uh, if you
2: had asked me at this point, what do you think is going to happen by the end of the season and the next what? A. Uh four episodes basically there yeah. yeah. never in a million years would I have guessed the direction the, the season uh, goes from here. No,
0: which I think is exciting uh, because we're going to get to some really, really interesting stuff. Uh, we also have an amazing slate of guests set up for uh, our next kind of couple of episodes. We'll announce those when it comes time to do it. Um, but I'm very excited about all of the people who are going to be joining us to finish off season uh, two here um this uh we can maybe talk offline here a little bit but uh we should probably talk about a contingency of uh, if the game is decided for the season kind of how we would handle those final episodes uh i have an idea but i'll pitch it uh later not on the podcast um but i think that's it for us here today of season two episode nine of one describable podcast lindy what are you up to where can people find you at
1: I'm up to losing all these quizzes. And you can find me on Twitter at TV Lindy Tv and at our podcast Twitter, one CXG Podcast. That's O-N-E-C-X-G podcast.
0: Uh amazing. Todd, what are you up to? Where can people find you at?
2: So you can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian was too many characters. And at the time this drops, in theory, the next day you can check me out on twitch.tv slash dmphilly streaming some D d adjacent a uh, role-playing uh based on the wheel of time uh that's right now our plan is to drop it on February uh, sorry not February, March 13th but things happen so it may not uh, may get pushed back but as of right now that will be a uh, the premiere of that stream so go there and check check out me some of uh, other folks that uh, from a uh, uh, the poster recaps a a patron discord where all of us hang out. We'll be uh, taking part in that. And you can always come and hang out in the PSR discord with us. uh, Talk about TV, movies, games, all sorts of fun stuff yes you absolutely
0: should i just finished watching all of the first season of upload and i was talking about it there you can talk about us with DD. uh the new season of love is blind is finished you can you can kind of just talking about it there there's all kinds of fun stuff that we're talking about over in that discord uh you can find me on a a few things i'm on twitter pianaman at pianomanadam one as well as on a a few various things that i'll announce uh probably in future episodes after they actually happen i have to figure out my life slash schedule slash calendar um well you know whatever i'll I'll figure that out hopefully at some point in my life in the next couple of years uh we'll see um but the most important place that you can find me is right back here where next week we will be back to talk to you season two episode 10 of crazy ex-girlfriend and until then bye